What? 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 I should what probably record this. Here we what go. What did you think of Ultron? Um, um, oh, I've not seen it. <laughs> oh, it's all been new to you then. It's not. Be gone with you. Yugoslavia. Well, it could be anyone. <laughs> you could you not pick an actual country that it still exists. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. Could you not pick a country that's like existed for the last twenty to thirty years? <laughs> Has it been that long? Former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, dude. All right. And <laughs> Jesus. I thought let's pick an obscure country, and I pick one so obscure it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty obscure. obscure. You could have gone with Prussia. Oh, Siam. Yeah. To be fair, Persia wasn't that long ago. Uh. French Indochina. Yep. Hello and welcome to Port 1 Stage 1. I'm Simon and joining me as ever is Jack. Hello! Rob. What's happening? And joining us from the internet of the 1990s is Irish. Hello. Because <laughs> 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 the 90s are really far away, so yeah. It's like Australia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I would argue to say that Australia, yes, is indeed in the 1990s. <laughs> there is a satellite delay talking to Irish today, and it sounds like you're on a satellite phone. It does. That's weird because I can hear you all fine. It's because mm. we're fine. Funny that. So fine. It's yeah. It is like we're fine. Fine. Yeah. That was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, uh, has anyone gone to the cinema? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, God, I actually wasn't expecting you yesterday. What did you see? Uh, I went to the Age of Ultron again. So that I'd be ready for this episode. You just... Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean, I've just watched? Well, no, I thought we were going to sort of build to it. Like, we would flirt around the subject. Like it's already in the title, then... when they've already clicked on the title of the episode. Oh, I suppose... Yeah, it's it's very hard to keep a secret what people are listening to when they actually have you know have to go and seek it out. Um, Unless we start to hearing episodes like incorrectly, that is true. We could do that. Yeah. That would be a dick move. I this is what would happen if I ran World One Stage One. If I was the <laughs> captain of this ship, everything would be labeled booty jam. <clears throat> I mean, incorrectly would be a dick move. We could do it confusingly. That would I, easily. I'm sure we could do that. Like um, uh, Avengers Two: Attack of Uma Thurman. No, I think people would still get what that was. Marvel film twelve. <laughs> Is it twelve Marvel film? I know it's somewhere up there. See, now you're just finding strange ways of saying the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, call it confusing but accurate. How, what, do you, what did you mean by confusing but accurate? I meant things like no strings on World 1 Stage 1. Oh! And then everyone's like, what does that mean? And then it's like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, Ultron, of course. World, yeah. Age okay. of World 1. 
Yes. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's a gold one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of similar, sort of. Mm. Not quite. Really not tall, really. So you went to see it again? I did. How many times? Have you uh, seen it this, now? This is the second time I've seen it. We were, we were, Rowan and I were actually talking about this and saying, well, we were thinking, should we go and see it again to try to get a, a more clear opinion on it? Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm well up for that. And she's like, well, I mean, we have seen like every Marvel film at least twice at the cinema. And I looked through them and went, you know what? We really haven't. Like, I saw Iron Man more than once. Iron Man 2 I only saw once. And I mean, I saw it once at the cinema. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> Uh, Iron Man 3 I saw once at the cinema. I haven't seen it since. Uh, 4, admittedly, I've seen twice. But Thor 2 I've only seen once. Uh, First Avenger I saw once. And admittedly, Winter Soldier I've seen like 30 times now. I saw that twice. (laughs) And I saw Guardians twice. I saw Guardians once. Ah. And now I've seen uh, Age of Ultron twice, which would lead people to believe that I hold it in as high esteem as Winter Soldier and Thor. These people would be wrong. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I I've I've only seen um, Age of Ultron the once, uh, so uh, uh, but I'm I think I remember most yeah, of it. That is, that is enough time so, to yeah. form an opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I remember most of it. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen it the once. Irish. Yeah, just once. Aha! But, I am the foremost expert on the subject. <laughs> you are. Yes. But before we dive into Ultron, uh, Rob did express an opinion to berate me uh, because I said I'd watched the Phantom Menace last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Let, I'm just gonna sit back and drink this tub, this tub, this cup of victory tea. Can I? Can I actually um, answer? Well, sort of respond to this by actually telling a story about Star Wars news that's happened lately. I guess so. Would I mean, be- I, I, I'm sure you're capable of it. <laughs> that's kind. Um, Would that be contextual? Or would that just be a complete non secateur? I don't know. Secateur is a gardening tool, Jack. What are you talking about? <laughs> That was a funny joke. <laughs> I'm a funny man. Yeah. Tell your story. Okay. So um, JJ was being interviewed by, um, I think it was by, yeah, I know. Good Vanity friend Fair. JJ. It sounds so weird when you don't say his full name. JJ. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, like, my he's JJ. my mate. He's my mate. Man. Yeah. I'm just it's, like, like, it's like when people say Robert Downey. Robert Downey. Yeah, yeah. That is a bit odd, isn't it? Mm. But that is Just, just call him Jeff. Is that his name? Yes. I did not know that. It is Jeffrey Jacob Abrams. Or Jay Jameson. Jay it's, not the same, Jameson. it's not the same without Jonah in the middle. Uh, it's true. Um, but anyway, yeah, he was being interviewed uh, by Vanity Fair, I think it was. Um, but um, he was just explaining about like the editing process because, you know, that's what they're currently on at the moment. And um, basically the people who were in there with him basically signed a thing saying, you know, they're not allowed to repeat anything that they see in there or whatever. Um for fear of being eaten by Disney, yep. um, <laughs> but um, they uh, they spotted one thing, uh, and they said, oh, "What's that little that that little missing part there in the frame?" He said, "Oh, that's where um, the uh, the bones of an uh, an unidentified amphibian alien uh, is going to be going to rest." <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking cool. And then it just says, he's a dead. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So this after all guess- the jokes of all JJ has to do to make me happy is kill off Jar Jar in the middle of the film. He's essentially, love- he has killed off Jar Jar. Yeah. I love the fact that he won't even give him an on-screen death. He doesn't <laughs> fucking deserve the acknowledgement. He just gets to be a pile of bones in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> 
a planet that would be most inhospitable. What Tatooine? Uh, I don't know. Well, they they say the planet, the the, the desert one's Jakku. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, wherever that may be. But yes, so basically, JJ is doing to the worst of Star Wars what he did to the best of Star Trek. It would seem so. Cool. Uh, how was it then, Simon? How was how was Phantom Menace? Do you know what it holds up? In what manner? <laughs> In the manner of a complete and total lie. That's good because I've never it's... seen I've never seen Rob's fucking hairs and hackles, <laughs> shackles go up. Just, just when you when it holds up and he just turned on the microphone. <laughs> I just wanted that reaction. Um, no, there, I had a few thoughts. One on. that Jar Jar could be made and uh, literally a tenth as annoying just by changing his accent pretty much. It is the, the yeah. awful, awful patois. His dialogue, if you were to actually put it in real words, isn't that bad. Like when he's trying to make funny observations and things, if he just spoke without the horrible, horrible parody of patois, it would be fine. Um, he still wouldn't be great, but he wouldn't be consistently unconscionable, which is what he is, actually. And if you took the Trade uh, Federation and just replaced their dialogue with KOTOR-style alien noises and gave them subtitles, they wouldn't be racist either. Yeah. Like, it's it's so easy to avoid, and it's so shocking when you realise how the rest of Star Wars gets away with it. Mm. And Phantom Menace just outright just goes, hey, look at these horrific stereotypes. It's painful. It, there was an interesting... That, there was a wonderful line that Rob came out with uh, about a week ago when we were discussing Phantom Menace. Um, specifically, we were discussing Watto. Mm. Um, and and, and Toydarians in general. And I think the exact line you came out with was, every single is a dagger in my heart. (laughs) Any? Any? Little any? Yeah. Yeah. That the Watto impression has banished Irish. Oh, dear. Wow. Or or the 1990s internet is just unstable. (laughs) Mind tricks don't work on you. We remember those days. Early money. Yeah, it was not good. And the other thing that really stuck out for me was the overuse of the word yippee, delivered in an incredibly <laughs> unconvincing way by various small children. Yes. Yippee! Yippee! That's like a script. <laughs> this so scary. This is like a script that I've received recently for an acting job that I'm doing at the moment, where I have the line, ooh, I'm out of breath. <laughs> you don't like it, are No, it's not that. Like, it's no, fine. It's just that... No, uh, <laughs> it took me long enough to get this one. Um, no, like when, when you're when things like that, you kind of just you just are, you know, you are out of breath, and then you deliver your lines like you're out of breath. Yeah. You don't yes. say I'm out of breath. Yippee that- is essentially saying I'm excited. I am excited. You show it, you don't except say. he's not. He's saying I am expressing that I should be excited because the way they're saying it is just yippee, yippee, and, yippee. and it's like ah. Oh, God, there's no sincerity to your performance, and yet you're still better than Hayden Christensen was for (laughs) the other two prequels. 
Yeah, I mean, the the thing that I love about the big, I don't love, but the the hypocrisy that I love about uh, fans and menace uh, or the ridiculousness, whatever you want to call it, is you know when they're um, the the Jedi see the invasion force right on, and and they have to say we have to warn the Naboo while still wearing separate ships. How did they know those ships were going to land near each other? Like they could have landed on opposite sides of the planet. <laughs> Like, what would they have done then? Foresight, force knowledge, they knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, of course, the force made them. Also, they could have just proceeded separately. And actually, if they had landed separately and far apart, then they would have been separated targets. You couldn't have got them both with a a single attack, and that would have been a good thing. So uh, the entire army of the Trade Federation is useless against them. The There's no threat you, by those you, you droids. Didn't, you didn't even need to add that last bit. It's just the entire Trade Federation army is useless. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Roger, roger. Yeah. Um, but let, we should save this for the Star Wars episode. Except we're do. Duel of the Fates is still awesome, though. Duel of the Fates, like, the music is awesome, and Droidikas are awesome. Droidikas yeah. are awesome. That fight uh, is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. It's okay. Uh-oh. And, uh, but it, it also yeah. does uh, set up one of my most satisfying comments about all of the prequels, which is simply the "I have the high ground, you cannot win." It's like, yes, you won your first fight in this trilogy hanging from a ledge. Yeah, uh, the high ground has never been important in lightsaber fights. You've proven <laughs> this yourself. Unless he, because it it took him doing that to learn. Ah, I think I think he was talking about the moral high ground. <laughs> yep, that that we is the that. joke that we always make. Yeah, uh, but... Zoe always makes that one. <laughs> but um, you know, maybe he learned from that. Ah, if someone jumps over my head, I have to stab upwards. <laughs> yes. I am now in. Yes, it took that to learn that. Yes. There was no way he could intuit that fact. Exactly. <laughs> I have the high ground. You cannot win. And then he should have added. Because, because I, I this. did this once, I just, so I know what you're going to do. More this, than this once, one if you watch the trilogy. I to cut you in half and kick you down a bottomless pit. Oh, he doesn't kick him, he just does it. Yeah. But still. Yeah. And also, weird, weird, shippy face touching from Qui-Gon as he's dying. Which I had forgotten. There's a reason Yeah, because um, Obi-Wan runs over oh, and yeah. sort of places Qui-Gon's head in his lap as he's dying. And Qui-Gon reaches up and does this weird shippy face touching. It's yeah. really hey, it's I, like, I, I, oh, I this ship is confirmed. Yep, I ain't complaining. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we, we can't tell what effects like a lightsaber would have on your fucking, you know, psychologically. Like, maybe he thinks... It would suck know. being stabbed by a laser sword. Oh, man, it would fucking hurt. It would be... I, I put it up there with like stubbing your toe. It would it would put, <laughs> it would be a shit way to get on with your day. We're talking yeah. treading on Lego here. Yeah, like I think if you got stabbed by a lightsaber, I go as far as plug the plug. Oh yeah, like if I got stabbed by a lightsaber, I think that would just be the day would be done. I'd have yeah. to go home. I'm, so, I'm going home. I am I, done. Yeah, this is just I need a hard reset. You can, you could get a doctor's note. Yeah, <laughs> the oh, doctor speak, says dude, you were definitely stabbed with a lightsaber. Speaking <laughs> with one of our guys at work, uh, recently finished his probation. So, oh like, my god! No, as in like probationary period at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking <yeah. laughs> And uh, so yeah, now he's like you know uh, allowed to have sick pay and whatnot. Hey. The day after he finished his probation, whilst playing football, he snapped his femur in half. Oh my god! Ooh. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's gonna smart. Yeah, like completely clean fractured, like completely just snap the femur in half. Positive side, good timing. Yeah, really good timing, because <laughs> now he's off for a month yeah, sick pay. That's really awesome. 
if it if it happened to I'm days, not sure it's really awesome. Well, no, that's not how I would take it. It's pretty bad as things go. Yeah, when we were discussing this around the water cooler, we had to keep returning to. I mean, you know, silver lining. Because you're like, oh man, at least you know he's, he's got the month off, but at least it's after he got the finished the probationary period. So you know he's still getting his sick pay. I mean, you know, silver lining and all, because he snapped his goddamn femur. But oh my god, you're actually in a sitcom. You actually talk at the water cooler. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, also apparently the the ambulance took an hour and a half to get to him because they, oh, they, they didn't think it was a, an emergency. Oh, some football. I thought it was a dislocation. Oh dear. Oh, ow. Yeah, yeah that's not got, great. Is it like one one two the the, the non emergency number? I don't know. I forget. One one one. One one one. Ah, is the NHS direct um, the assessment? Should I go to a hospital? People. Ah, fair enough. And they they described they went. Oh, should be a dislocation. It's in about, oh god, his femur is in two pieces. Hey, you know what? That that is kind of useful. That that is now on this podcast. So people listening will now be. Involved. Yeah, we are an informative podcast. Except it won't really help because by the time this episode goes to air, that bit of the NHS will probably have been cut. Don't talk about it. It doesn't. Oh, no, no, it, no it, don't, it, don't, it, don't, it, don't, 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 don't. I've got to ask this now. Is World on Stage One a politics-free zone? I think it has to be. All right, fair enough. We have diplomatic oh, immunity. I will, I will ask one. I will just ask one one simple question just before we sort of leave that that realm of things. Simon, how have things been in London where nothing is happening? Nothing is happening at all. Very calm, very <laughs> orderly. I mean, how have you been keeping your cool? What with all the nothing happening at all, nothing at all happening. Very easily, as it's all been very calm and very orderly, as I am told I have to respond. <laughs> Everything is fine here. Yep. We're fine. How are you? How are you? Um, <laughs> yes, everything is fine here. Thank you for asking. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, yes. Anything else that we want to cover before we get into Ultron, or shall we go, you know, it's a big film, there's a lot to say, let's pile right in. Let's do a film um, about a crazy maniac trying to, like, undo all of humanity's great work with his unhuman, unfeeling things. So, in other I words, said we seg- weren't talking about the election yeah. results. Let's segue from the Conservatives into Ultron. <laughs> it's a bit too easy. Well, I was going or- to say, you know, did anyone see the new Lego Dimensions information today? I've been told about it through a third party. He's over there. There he is! Get him! Hi! <laughs> I've heard there's going to be a Portal and Doctor Who element. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All the crosses. Yeah. I've not actually read anything about it, so can you tell me about the Doctor Who bit, please? Uh, it's going to be level packs and all that kind of thing. In much the vein of all these sort of games are. But there, one of the, one of the figures is a TARDIS. Is the TARDIS? It's the TARDIS, the Doctor, and K9 are the three that they've released as part Pers- of this. Personally, I'm really just worried about what portal fucking puzzles are going to be like with the added fucking annoyance of Lego bricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I want to. I you know what? I don't even care about the game. I want a Lego Glados. Wow, it was really quiet. <laughs> yeah, because I think everyone was thinking about a Lego GLaDOS. Just, we were all like, oh my god. Everyone just thought of a Lego GLaDOS, and then we all just spent that couple of seconds, just all of us smiling. Yeah. Going, yeah, that would be great. Lego cool. can do that. Oh, they well, have that power. The world is suddenly a much better place. Because we imagined that. Oh, and James McAvoy shaved his head. 
Yes, he did. I yes. saw those photos. Oh, that's something we haven't talked about on this show, and we could spend a little while with me being angry about. Has anyone else seen the full lineup Suicide Squad photo? No. Yes. I haven't, actually. Yeah, I shall Skype it to you now, because Please they have released the, the full sort of costume lineup. Do um, we Smith's face? In that costume, you do, but we've also seen images of him with the mask on. Yeah, yeah, uh, so he will have the mask. We don't know how many scenes he'll wear it for, of course. Do you want to know something interesting, though? You probably, you may have already spotted it, uh, because he's obviously dead shot and he has the the very iconic kind of eye um, scope thing that's attached to the mask. Yeah. However, Will Smith is right-handed, so and instead of them putting that on. The right eye, for example, so or that having you can him, aim the gun with it. Yeah, or having him. It's on the wrong. It's on the wrong side. Yeah. How hard would it be? I mean, you're not firing a real gun. How hard would it be? Well, that's the thing. I actually, to be fair, like I am, I was quite impressed. Only today, I watched a video of Will Smith doing his training for it. Yeah. Um, with a re- with real firearms, mm. he has like a couple of them on a table, and he basically picks up one, goes for like some shots, moves around a bit. Um you know, uh, disables that gun, then picks up another one, takes a few more shots, and then another and another. And to be fair to the man, like, he can shoot. Like, the guy, the, the instructor behind him was, like, going, yeah, yeah headshot, 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 chest shot, headshot, and, like, yeah. Okay, so we got <coughs> the image anyway. Yep. We have Killer Croc. <clears throat> uh, Killer, why does Killer Croc... <clears throat> okay, my, my initial thought... Why does Killer Croc look like the Goombas from the Super, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually interested to see if you can identify all of these characters. Me, ah, uh, see, I or, know... Well, between you, to is be honest. Katana? Yep, Killer Croc, Katana, uh, yep. Diablo or something, El Diablo? El Diablo, yep, well spotted. Killer Croc, Deadshot, Deadshot Harley, Harley Quinn, Rick Flag. can't remember her name. Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. That is Captain Boomerang, yep. Oh, I like that Captain Boomerang has like something gaffer taped to his leg. The I'm weirdo. assuming it's a boomerang. <laughs> it's probably a boomerang. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember the other guys, so I, I, I can't name two, unfortunately. I'm impressed that you got Rick Flag, to be honest. Yeah, man. But to be fair, I did I did like uh, read up on the casting like a little while ago, but you know. Because um, that was going to be Tom Hardy, but now Tom Hardy is doing some a secret, another project for DC that's secret. <coughs> secret DC project. Yeah, and he says it's a really psychological kind of piece. Wait, so he he's playing like, Bane again. Is he? No, I don't know, but I would like no, it no. if they were doing a psychological Bane. I, I'd like him to do like a... I'm, I was trying to think of a DC character that would be akin to Bronson. Because the way he described it, it sounded a lot like how Bronson is depicted in that film, which is a wonderful film, by the way. You could do that with Bane. I was say, yeah, that, that's you could Bane, to be sure, yeah. do that with Bane. Oh my god! Imagine if they just redid him as Bane, but like did him proper comic book Bane. Yeah. I would be okay with that. Uh, the characters you didn't identify are Enchantress and Slipknot. Ah oh, shit! Oh, of course, because he's got the yeah. Little, yeah yeah. yeah. But, so what annoyed you? Well, so many things. Oh god! <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Let's start with the fact that Enchantress... Oh, Enchantress looks like she's crawled out of a swamp, but that's actually not uh, what annoyed me most. Right. What annoys me most, actually, is the whole lineup kind of looks like not good cosplay. Yeah. 
getting that. Like the, the, the photo looks very, very poorly photoshopped. Actually, thinking about it, yeah. Uh, only Captain Boomerang and Katana are even sort of vaguely resembling the character concepts from the comic. Katana looks spot on, in my opinion. Like of them all, she looks like the most like. The design uh, looks quite similar to the comics. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, the execution is. Uh, it's okay, I guess. Um, yeah, Croc does look a bit like a Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers movie. That is a problem. Yeah. Did you did you realize that before you showed this to me? No, I, I did. That was my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Will Smith looks like a really enthusiastic Nerf player. Ah, yeah. Like, it looks like he's bought cheap American football body armor, put it over a tracksuit, and strapped Nerf gun magazines to himself. He looks like Uncle Phil. Slimmed down quite a lot. (laughs) In the, I can think of maybe one thing they have in common, Irish. (laughs) They're bald. Uh Big racist. Uh Anyway, carry on. (laughs) And, And by far the most annoying thing here is, of course, what... Harley looks like. Yeah. They, for one thing, they've gone with red and blue as a color scheme, which is not the right color scheme. <laughs> it's red, white, and blue. Oh, it is, yes, but yeah. it should be red and black. Yeah. White is fine. You can put white, that well, in. Yeah, white it's, is fine, but like, it's red, white, and blue. She's patriotic, Harley. Apparently. Um, also, she's there's no diamond motif there at all. Yeah, like Harley's you know, signature motif is well, completely you know, the absent. Diamond, exactly, completely absent. So her character name has no symbology there. Uh, the jacket, by the way, has the slogan "Property of Joker" on it, and I'm not sure I like that objectification there, considering she's always in the comic books had a certain amount of free agency in becoming who she is. Shall we say? Yeah. Um, and uh, she's got the daddy's little monster t-shirt and the sort of sneaker high heels. It's kind of like a cosplay done on a limited budget by someone who's never seen a picture of Harley Quinn and has had the Arkham City version described to them, and that's the only version they know. I was going to say, yeah. like, it is more like something you'd expect to maybe crop up with Arkham City, but even so, it's... Uh... It's still a it's still a kind of far flung. I mean, the thing is that I'm hoping for, which is the same with the the Joker picture they released, is that um, a lot of sources suggest that you know the Joker, like apparently he's not going to have all those tattoos. Apparently, um, and with this with Harley, apparently she has like about a billion costumes in the film. So perhaps. That's just the, the, the day that they were shooting. And I, I guess I can kind of get behind that. I mean, I know it being comic books and so on, you have to give your characters an iconic look, so the same costume makes sense. But for a, for a character like Harley, and indeed for the Joker, like there's a certain level of anarchy and whatnot to having different costumes changing back and forth. Um, I mean, I, I can kind of get behind that, I suppose, but I'm just, I'm really disappointed by this picture. There's a trend in the comic at the moment as um, Amanda Connor is writing it, which was her response to um, the, un- the, the poor reception that the new 52 uh, costume design had, uh, which is to say, look, a girl's got more than one outfit and she's kind of in a different costume 
every issue. Yeah. Mm. Which works. But the costumes do all sort of carry over the theme of Harlequin Diamonds, red and black. Yeah, you, yeah you it's still to, a comic book. You, you still need to, need to yeah. And actually, I'm looking at some more on-set photos of Harley because I was looking to see if any of them implied any costume changes because they've released quite a lot of on-set photos of her. And they all seem to be the same costume so far. But she does have a Harlequin diamond sleeve tattoo. Yeah. And a couple tattooed on her thighs as well. So there is some of that going on. That's kind of cool. I'm still going to wait till I watch it, but, you know. I've also heard some uh, rumors and seen a photo that suggests that, uh, you know, when the original Jared Leto Joker picture came out and everyone was like, what tattoo artist did those? Yeah. Um, A lot of people are saying it was Harley. (laughs) There's a scene of her, or a a promo photo of her sitting behind Joker tattooing his back. Which, I mean, that would make sense. There's also a cool thing that I heard. Um, Apparently, there is a scene where you have the Joker freshly released or whatever, or escaped, and um, he needs to apparently, like, get in with a gang or something. So that's why he's got like the, the comes along with the grill and stuff. Like he he dresses for the occasion, um, which I kind of like the idea because like I, I always liked it when Joker in the animated series always dressed for the occasion. Like tries to fit. Yeah, yeah. He always tries in, to fit in, in, him, that, in that way, but that, mockingly uh... so. In a way, what? Sorry. No, no, no that, that's pretty much what I was going at. Oh, okay. Uh, we've had breaking news. Well, it's not really breaking news. It's, it's unconfirmed stuff. Is it definitely unconfirmed? Yeah, massively unconfirmed. Uh, I, three, two, I'm just going to say it. Fallout 4. Oh, has been mentioned on someone's LinkedIn page. Yeah. Oh, is that it? <laughs> that is literally the story. Yeah. I just had a phone flashed at me and I was like, Fallout 4, really? Oh, shit. Okay, let's not go there then. But still, um, there is, there's probably. Let's be honest. There is probably a Fallout Four that's going to happen in the future. Yes, I should imagine. That is, and that is still the case. Yes, that is still probably the case. But right now, we're talking about comic book movies, and I still can't get over how bad Croc looks. I mean, it is a version of Croc that has appeared in the comics. It is like but uh, the, the skin condition, large. Yeah, he's not, he's got large enough. He's nowhere near big. No, enough. no, but that's the point. Croc, Croc furthers, mutates further and further into the Bat- Batman mythos until you get like the Arkham. I, kind I mean, of but Croc. he was always a big guy. Like that guy in this pic. I know. Oh, he's not tall. Is, is what you yeah, mean? he's not. He's not tall enough. He's not. He's, I mean, I know he's standing behind people, but he doesn't look broad enough. Um, he looks about the same kind mm. of build as uh, is it Rick Flag? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's Croc. It's the muscle of the team. Team. It's 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 Croc. Yeah, it's... perhaps you could do with being a bit bigger, I suppose. Yeah. But, but that's that's. But that's we know Will, we know Will Smith's pretty tall. Um, you know, I think Will Smith. Like, I, I actually I do really like Will Smith, and I think I think he'll do a good job. I, I, I rate Will Smith as an actor. He's pretty. Yeah, he's not, I mean, he's not the, terrible. the guy is like a bag of charisma. Yeah. So, so let's know, put him in as that. Whether he does, whether yeah, whether he does an accurate, I say accurate, like like a, a decent portrayal of Deadshot is yet to be seen. Mm. But you know, um, whatever. Like that's my entire sort of outlook on it at the moment. It's just like it's just very weird to think. We're let's gonna just a, wait. We're going to have a movie that has Captain Boomerang in it. That's yeah, just, that's, still, that's still yeah. scares and confuses me. Yeah, like to be fair, they're doing it. You know. Yeah. Um, 
you think that's bad? There, there is a credit on IMDb for King Shark attached to this movie. Who's the credit attached to? Uh, it is someone called Raymond Olubawale. I don't know who that is. I hmm. don't either. He has six credits for Phantom Punch, <laughs> Resident Evil Afterlife. Oh, God. Resident Evil Retribution. Oh, God. Seed of a Deadbeat. Uh-huh. And Make Your Move. The sixth one being Suicide Squad. Huh. Fair enough. I, I can't comment then because I don't remember him in the in the Resident Evil films. I, he, was, sure. he was the Axemen. Plural? Yes. Um, I, 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 I've probably seen those Resident Evil films, but I do I've not only seen remember the first. them. Yeah. I, I, I was mostly just... I think, I think Afterlife was the one I was made very uncomfortable by. Uh, I, and yes, apparently it is multiple, as in there were several Axemen, but they were all identical, and he played them. Ah, I see. Ah, okay, gotcha. I and I think they are literally just men with axes, uh, from what I can <laughs> tell from this scene. It's one on a bridge. <laughs> yes, Irish, they are one of the bad guys. One yes. of the bad guys? <laughs> well, they yeah. are, they are at least two of him. the bad guys, according to the scene I am now watching. Uh, and the axes are also, they're sort of warhammers on one side and axes on the other, and they wear hoods and they attack a woman on a bus. Wow, yeah. Oh no, Urgosh was a spike with the spike yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Urgosh. So, yeah, we're talking about comic book movies. So Better was... ones than Suicide Squad, probably. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man! Oh, God. Okay, n- possibly not better. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, that, that could go either way. Cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm trying to stay neutral on that one. Yeah, uh, until I see it. Mm. Again, yeah, just wait, wait and see. It's coming, I like to think that about all films. Yeah, I will always wait and see. It's, like, it's out two days before my birthday, so oh, cool. I'm, I'm going to go see it because it'll be a, a So it's out on my birthday. Yeah, but it's out two days before my birthday. Exactly, which yeah. makes me older than you, right? Well, if you say so. <sighs> no one understands that joke, I've just realised. Yeah. yeah, that's why I wasn't going into it. Because uh, in-jokes are... aren't funny. No. No, you, by extension, you're not funny. Oh. I'm sorry, that was uncalled for. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, I've hurt you. You're forgiven. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, it's gonna be like that. <laughs> right, so yes, uh, comic book movies. Age of Ultron. I was going to say I'm not doing it. That is the worst segue you've three, ever done, Jack. I, I tried three times and no one, no one took the hook. So well, like, no, you know, I'm not doing it. If Suicide Squad aren't going to bother, then I won't either. Fair enough. So you're doing the lazy cosplay of a segue. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dressed as a segue. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> so the f- I want to kick off with this fact about Age of Ultron. Okay. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Age of Ultron. Big spoilers. Big spoilers. Ultron. What? Ultron is a robot. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And is very tall. Massive spoilers. And uh, is played by James Spader. Who is very small. But for whilst that. yes, he is. And whilst on set, he would wear a harness with a framework that would hold two red ping pong balls above his head. Where Ultron's eyeline would be. Yep. To assist the actors in making eye contact with Ultron. However, he was right in front of them performing, and Elizabeth Olsen was really enraptured by his performance and would just keep looking at him 
and not uh, the eyeline. Yeah, how could you not? It's Jane Spader. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I incline to agree. But when she was caught doing this, uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, her good friend and uh, Godzilla co-star and playing Quicksilver, uh, Scarlet Witch's brother, so they had all the screen time together, yeah. would turn to her and go, Lizzie, his balls, look at his balls. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. <laughs> Imagine the size of his balls. <laughs> but never mind. What? Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not an in-joke. People have seen that film. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> lots, lots oh. of people have seen that film, yes. I dispute it's that. It's a very popular film. <laughs> <laughs> it's so popular it made, it made Irish fall off the internet again. Yep. yep. Um, and the other thing I want to say, just before we even start, is that apparently... Everyone on the cast liked James Spader's performance so much that after his first take on his first day of filming, the rest of the cast just spontaneously applauded. Yep. Oh. I, I can totally believe that. Uh, so was... can I. He's just that damn good. He is so good. And like... further spoiler, they killed him off. Yeah. Or did they? Yes. Well, the thing is, it's a Marvel movie. They can get anyone back. Um... Ultron is Data. What if he's backed up somewhere? That is true. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out hope, hope beyond hope. I mean, Ultron's come back a billion times in the comics. It's true. Exactly. Like, I mean, with the comic book, um, comic book, you know, people never really die apart from if you're Uncle Ben. But apparently, that's not true anymore. Well, Ben's back. Ben's yeah. back. Um, so yeah, um, the thing is, like, for a, a, a film going audience, that's not quite as clear, though, is it? Like, if you've not ever read a comic book and you're just watching these films, mm, you know, that's true. Yeah. And, and it, well, and we've it, given we, them the hint because of Bucky, like well, one yeah, of the major true. driving plots of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been Bucky died. Oh wait, no, he didn't. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, that was the major driving plot of, of Marvel Comics between, what, the 40s and the... Uh, when did when did Winter Soldier the comic come out? Like, 2002? Bucky was dead for a long-ass time. He was dead for a, while, a long while, like, yeah. In fact, that was one of the old sayings, was that only two people stay dead in comics, Uncle Ben and Bucky. Ben and then Bucky, Bucky yeah. came back. And then, and now and then so did Uncle, Uncle Ben. <laughs> no one stays dead. I was going to say Thomas and Martha Wayne, but there was that alternate universe where they were Batman and Joker, respectively. Yeah, which is but that's of... alternate universe. Yes, that's, I guess kind of doesn't. Thomas and Martha count. Wayne, they count. They they are the, they are the the rule. Like no one's no one stays dead except the Wayne parents. Mm. Yeah. Um, so no one is... in Marvel stays dead. Yes, that's fair enough. Like. Yeah, because they, they, they although lot, they have lots of villains in Marvel, they don't have the rights to all of it. Some of their really strong villains. So, you know, it, w it would be good if they kept a few of them kicking them kicking about other than Loki. Oh, the um, Marvel Cinematic things. Oh, yeah, the cinematic yeah. ones. Sorry, yeah, yeah I yeah. should be clear. Because, um, yeah, Ultron's so good, man. So it, perfect. Wonderful, wonderful cast. villain. Um, I tell you what, I was so worried when I, when I, when I saw the casting for him. I was like... Uh, uh, First initial reaction was, yes. Mm. Second cautious reaction was, oh, shit, they've just got James Spader to play a, you know, to, to be CGI'd and play a robot. Yeah. Oh, that could that could not work necessarily. That necessarily might not work because, yeah. you know, facial acting is a really strong point of Spader, getting those emotions across. But, yeah. but these days, oh. there's, it's if you're CGI, and we'd already seen it with the Hulk, oh, yeah, the yeah. odds are that we'll be doing not just... 
uh, motion capture, but performance capture, where your face is mapped onto your character. And they gave Ultron enough expression that you could see Spader's performance coming through the robot. It was in the face. It was in the shoulders when he does the little shrug, the little slump shrug walk he does in everything he does. So perfectly, like, downsizing to everyone watching him. And the little tilts of his head. Yeah. 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 And every little, like, not... I'm just going to keep gushing about James pissing Spader throughout this entire (laughs) When I I heard he'd been cast, I was watching uh, The American Office where he becomes the boss of The Office for an entire season. What? Yeah. I need to watch this. It's James Spader for an entire season, just there, and he's wonderful. Um, Just this really kind of sneering but wise, philosophical kind of guy that doesn't seem to do any work, but seems to tell people how to better their lives and can make people instantly feel wonderful or instantly feel shit uh, with a few carefully chosen words. So I thought... Of course, he's going to play Ultron. You know, like um, brilliant, brilliant choice. Oh yeah. Um, the, speaking of other casting things, I didn't realize this until yesterday. In fact, you did mention Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth yep. Olsen. Yeah. Yep. I didn't realize that she was an Olsen, as in those Olsen. She's not one of the twins. No, but she is of an the- Olsen. <laughs> she's, she's, she's their kid. She is their younger sister. She mm. is the younger sister of the Olsen twins. Age of Olson. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. God, that would have been. No, that would have been terrible. Actually, thinking about it, no, I, can't, I can't back that up. It's a great thing. Child as a twin. And now the Marvel Cinematic Universe presents. <laughs> also, yeah. I forget. Didn't she play? Um... Uh, what's his name? Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson. Did she play his like wife? She played him. Yes. Um, yeah. They were husband and wife in Godzilla, and brother and sister in Age of Ultron. It's Ooh. one of the reasons that Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson took the job for uh, Age of Ultron. He was quite reluctant, apparently, because Marvel contracts are not lightweight. Yeah. No. Um, but then when he heard that he would be playing opposite Elizabeth Olsen and that they would get most of their screen time together, he was like, "Oh fuck yes." Ah. Oh. It's just a shame, isn't it, that you know they they've brought you know they brought those guys in and, and one of them went out again, you know. Well, you say that, but again, this is Marvel. Um, <laughs> if they want him to be alive, he's alive. They could just say the thing about Quicksilver is he has a healing. Um, uh, his healing is as fast as everything else about him, and actually, he survived. Yeah, why not? Then we show that's a great sight. Yeah. Yep, it's it's the rule. If you don't see the body, there you go. Well, we so, we sort of did for a it's while. All and it down to the ground yeah, with was, like yeah. four big jillion holes in him. But yeah, yeah okay. Well, you know what? People have gotten up from worse. In what I will say of him, certainly. Sorry, what I will say of him is I feel performance-wise stronger than the guy from uh, Future Past. Performance-wise, absolutely as as a character. I'd say that they play the, very the different set, characters. The, exactly. the set piece that's in Days of Future Past is obviously very, very cool. Mm. But I think as a, actually him, you know, it was very, they were, very cool. They were playing very different Quicksilvers, both legitimate Quicksilvers. Yes, yeah. Um, but both, uh, you know, both Quicksilvers who have existed in different mediums. Mm. Um, 
both very, very different. Um, and I, I think it's, it's very difficult to sort of judge them one against the other because they are so different. But yeah, overall, I think I really, really much preferred um, the the Age of Ultron Quicksilver. I just felt a lot more sympathetic. There was a lot more character behind it rather than just the sort of... He, he still had that slightly um, superior, I'm, I'm gifted, I'm amazing yeah. thing about him. Can I be honest? I yeah. didn't see it coming. Oh no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Did you see I did that? Did people see that coming? Ah, um, uh, I was on Tumblr the other day. Yeah, and someone posted, "Do you love the color of the sky?" Which, for people who don't go on Tumblr, I'm yep. sure there are some, is a post that just scrolls forever. Uh, it's very, 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 very long, so it takes a while to scroll through. And it's, and it's right at the bottom. Yeah, and it was it was the full colour of the sky post. It wasn't one of the ones that cuts halfway through for a joke. Yeah. Uh, so you got to the end of it, and just at the very, very bottom was an animated gif of Pietro going, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> uh, he was so wonderful. And so was Scarlet Witch. Yes, they were both really, really good. This was a very strong and very large cast. Oh, yeah, which worried me deeply. Um, because one of my big gripes with uh, Avengers Assemble or original mm. Avengers for, for the, is that the cast was so big that it felt very crowded and there wasn't a lot of time for a lot of people to uh, develop. Yes. And uh, just to give a quick rundown, excluding the sort of minor characters, these are the characters that, that matter to Marvel, you know, the significant characters that are in mm. this movie. Obviously, yeah. you've got Ultron. Yep. Got Iron Man, Thor, yep. Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye. Uh, you've Hulk. got. I mentioned Hulk, didn't I? Anyway, you've you got three of you. Yeah, yeah. You've got War Machine is in there. You've got yeah. Quicksilver mm-hmm. and Scarlet Witch. You've got Nick Fury. You've got the Vision. Mm-hmm. You've got mm-hmm. Maria got Hill, Falcon, Peggy Carter's in here. Heimdall's in here. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Selvig's back. Yeah, yeah. say Doctor Spell and Skarsgård. Strucker <laughs> is in here. Ulysses Claw is in here. Um, Doctor List is in there. Um, uh, Doctor Cho. Doctor Cho. Uh, it's it's a big, big cast. Hawkeye. We mentioned Hawkeye. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> and, you and of course, Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's family. Um, uh, Hawkeye's family. Oh, yes, that. <laughs> so it's yes, a big that. cast, uh, and yet they actually managed to do really well with giving people screen time. And in the most part, and in the most part, characterization as well, but not always. I think. I think what would be helpful for listeners as well, if I ask the question, and I think I'll ask Simon because I think he'll do it concisely. <laughs> whoa, whoa, come on! <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> language here. Yeah. Um, language, Simon. What happens briefly in uh, Mar- Disney's Marvels? Avengers Age of Ultron. Robots. Okay, that was that pretty was concise. concise. <laughs> uh, that, that was pretty concise. Uh, okay, the, the very concise plot summary yeah. is that the Avengers recover Loki's scepter from the original Avengers movie, and it contains the mind gem, because we're building up to infinity. Uh Tony Stark, with the reluctant assistance of Bruce Banner, uses the mind gem to create a more complex AI than has ever been seen before, with the hopes of creating or oh, finishing the Ultron project, which was 
uh, a project to give his Iron Legion of uh, robots um, based on the Iron Man suit the ability to fight and defend Earth as well as the Avengers so that they can all retire and take some time off or at least chill out a bit. Uh, Ultron, however, becomes self-aware and, as always happens in these stories, decides that the best way to help humanity is to destroy humanity. Why why does that always happen? To begin with, to to start off with, he realises that the biggest threat to humanity is the Avengers. That's the starting point is wanting to get rid of the Avengers specifically. Yes. Like the, the, the trailer worded it to make it look like he was going to kill all of humanity from the get-go. Um, there is only one path to, uh, to, to peace, their extinction. Mm. And then the mm. line in the movie is there is only one path to peace, the Avengers extinction. Yes. Um, because it's when he's going through the databanks and he sees like, you know, it's lots of shots of things we would associate with peace. And then it goes into war, and you see all these shots of World War Two, the, the nukes mm. dropping, and also Captain America. Yeah, you see Hulk smashing things yeah, up. Yeah, but, and... but you also go through all the explosions. And do you, you notice what the very last scene was when it went into like modern warfare? Oh yeah, it was just that one shot of Tony Stark showing off the um, is it the Atlas Array? Or something yeah. Like that? yeah, from yeah. the original yeah. Iron Man movie. Yeah, yeah. the massive one. That's, and yeah. it's like, oh shit, yeah. Who is the greatest threat to peace in the modern day in the Marvel universe? Or who, mm. you know, up until recently. Agamemnon. It was in it. Agamemnon. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like this. It was something along those something lines. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Jericho. Mm. Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we Jericho. are. Okay. We were waiting. Bring down the walls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ultron goes out of control, tries to kill the Avengers, and escalates quickly into let's evolve the human race by murdering them all and letting life start again. Uh, and the Avengers assemble once more to take him down. Well, this is this is one thing that I uh, was one pleased about, uh, and I know why they did it. But at the same time, I was the the weird picky comic book fanboy was niggling in the back of my head, right? Because the film starts, and I f- I feel that it's a good thing. By the way, I'm just going to point this out. It starts, and they are already assembled. It's yep. all of them, and you have that wonderful set piece of them just mowing through Hydra, and you see them doing cool stuff, right? <clears throat> but the little bit in the back of my mind is saying, but but don't you remember that Tony Stark um, fucking quit at the end of Iron Man 3 or whatever, you know? Like, just like little things like that. Like, why why is he there? Mate, he quits at the end of Avengers 2 as well. Yeah, and he quits again, yeah. He, quit, he quits a lot. It's Dude, he like, quits all Tony the does. time. Tony yeah. quits. He's like, just got to assume he'll be he's like, he's like Nigel Farage. Yeah. I mean, but you see, I know why they did it, because they didn't want to waste time. They wanted to get straight into it, which I did appreciate, you know. Um, so I'm, it's not really a fault. It's just something yeah, that can, I thought. You can, find out, you can find out why if you get the uh, prelude comic. But that shouldn't be something yeah. that an audience member watching the film should have to do. Mm. You can also find out why by accepting that you don't need to go yeah, into exactly. the reasons why an Avenger returns and Avengers again. Yeah, exactly. Like, they are superheroes. This is what they do. Yeah. It, it is their job. That's and, why I said I didn't really have a problem And also, it's a, it's sort of, it comes out from Tony's own uh, motivations during the film, which is he does feel a certain level of guilt. Um, even, I mean, even before he gets all sort of Scarlet Witched and whatnot. Definite because Scarlet Witch only enhances your, your actual fears. Yeah, she only makes So these are the things there. he's already dwelling on. So he knows that like he he is the only one of them that has actually seen what is out there and what is coming. 
Yeah, yeah he went to space and yeah. nuked it. Like he saw the invading force up close. Yeah, and they're he knows that they're aware of him, and they're aware more. of Earth. Yeah. So he he knows the threat better than anyone. This is my this is one of the things I'm really worried about. Civil War is that they've done Tony's um, arc of giving up, uh, you know, giving up freedom for more security. They've right. done, they've done his Civil War arc in Age of Ultron. No, I think they're gonna, he's now going to act on it though, isn't he? Well, no, he kind of already did, and he and he fucked up. And then he sort of, it's like he... So now he's going to try again. Well, then admittedly, he did try again and made Vision, and it turned out okay. Yeah, but he's going to feel guilty that his actions caused Ultron. Tony Stark's superpower is his brain. So he's going to be thinking, oh, shit, people like me should be fucking, like, monitored, because otherwise things like Ultron will happen, you know? Yeah, you see, your premise, Jack, is that uh, Tony would try, fail, and then abandon the attempt... Oh but yeah! This is Tony Stark. What mark of Iron Man armor is he up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, he destroyed them all at the end of Iron Man Three, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the back. Yeah. But so it doesn't matter this is Tony Stark, the man who will try, not get it perfectly right, scrap it, start again about a yeah. billion times. He does not build on his flaws well. No, <laughs> and he's also not good at letting go of an idea. Yeah, there is that. Right, that that's, why, that's why we love him. But I do understand what you mean about like him, like in terms of pacing with character arcs in a series of films, I kind of get what you mean in the sense that now we have Civil War, it is still going to be like, okay, so he's still on this. Yeah, you know, well, actually, I know what you mean with they, that. They laid the groundwork but... for that beautifully with one line from Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And it was, it was just the, the, the atmosphere that's around it. It's when, she, when she says to, to Cap uh, about Tony, he will do anything... Uh, to put the world right. Hmm. And it's that just dread that permeates the scene. Just everyone looks terrified at this idea of, yeah, that's true. Tony will do anything to put the world right. And that is the <coughs> most dangerous thing in the world right now. Which is why he's going to make a good antagonist. Well, it depends which side you're on, really, doesn't it? But we're all on Cap's side. Yeah, I think Wait, I'm Are we all on Cap's side? I don't know. Uh, Civil War? I know it depends you, you, how they present it in the, uh, yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I say, I know, I know Simon, you're, I you're with post. Warren down the pub. I am, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Time was, we did used to have a pro Iron Man, pro registration uh, host on World 1 Stage 1. Yes. He fled uh, the country. He fled the country. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was trying. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? The, the biggest, for me, precursor of where Tony's going with how far he will go to protect the world is the fact that Ultron takes some of his personality framework from Tony. There is the frequent yeah. reference of where do you think he gets it? Mm-hmm. It's not just the terrible sense of humour that Ultron inherited from Tony Stark. Or wonderful sense of humour. Yeah, once when he lands, goes are oh, like um, like son of mine or something like that. As he as they face off for the first. Oh, time well, he's, he's talking about how much he hates Tony, and then like Iron Man lands. Oh, Junior, you're gonna break your father's. You're gonna break your dad's heart or something like that. You're gonna break, you're gonna break your old man's heart. Yeah, yeah. 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 And one of these, they say something about the armblade, don't they? No, so, yeah, I forget, I forget the actual line. And then, then the Tony's like, you know, just one second away. From yeah, that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's. Um, uh, uh, you know what? The one thing that I had rather hoped was I I was hoping there'd be a bit more consequence at the end of this. I'm just going to put that out there. The Avengers disassembled. I know. Again. We've got we've got the new Avengers. We do have that, the- but like I mean, in terms of um, uh, like um, 
an antagonistic kind of mm. progression. Obviously, we have Thanos, and we yeah. had him appear again. Uh, right, this is something I've got to say. Right. Like in in the in the pseudo stinger of, yeah. of, of Thanos appearing, I've got to say, between Avengers one oh, yeah. and Avengers two. Thanos has gotten out of his chair, <laughs> opened the case, and put a glove on. I am so not intimidated by Thanos at this point. because He's, he's taken, a slow burn, dude. He is a very slow burn. Slow it's taken him one entire fucking wave of Marvel films to put his fucking gloves on. I, I was... He has also sent Loki, potentially mind-controlled, uh, and caused the whole Avengers. He has also sent Ronan and caused the Guardians of the Galaxy. He has a, so far he has been the the string puller. He's the puppet master, and now he's going to do it himself. Mm. But when you look at it in that sense, just my God, that lazy fat fuck! <laughs> I was kind of hoping they'd save him getting out of his chair to like when they actually come out come at him. So then finally we'll have that moment where he's just looking at them and stands up. And like you, you then see his full might. Mm. Like he's that big, he's that strong, and he's going to kill you all because he loves death. He does because death's um, a love interest in the Marvel yes. universe, which I yes. love <laughs> for multiple characters. Yeah, yes. Deadpool. Sorry, no, Deadpool's. Yeah, Deadpool and yeah, Thanos he's... are both being strung along by death. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think yeah, mostly the villains, really strong performances. Yeah, I'm not saying not taking away from from most of the other cast, but my god, the villains in this film. Ulysses Claw stunning. was so much fun. Yes. Oh god. Oh my god. Like when Ultron apologizes for taking his eyes. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm I'm sure it's going to be fine. Like that was I I I smiled. I I giggled a little bit, and then I was like, wait. Wait, what the fuck is happening right now? I'm actually so uncomfortable. I, I feel I feel really uncomfortably threatened right exactly, now. I don't know what's you're going on to the happen. back foot and you don't know. Like yeah. he he definitely kind of take, puts you off guard like that. Uh, and that's again that's Spider Man. Yeah, and obviously Joss Whedon's wonderful fucking words. Yeah. Most of the time, most of the time, Joss Whedon's script is really really good. Yes. Um, I have to say, Ulysses Claw in this has really, really, really made me look forward to Black Panther. Me too. I was oh already God. really looking forward to it, but I, I've maybe doubled my anticipation on seeing it's, Andy Serkis. Yeah, it, oh it's, it's when they it's when they mention it's when Bruce is looking through things. It's, it's a it's a dialect. It's a Wakandia, Wakanda. And I oh I almost leapt out of my seat at that moment. Went, yes! <laughs> so he genuinely made a happy squeak yeah, at the moment that, was, that Wakanda yeah. was said. <laughs> But you, you've got to you've got to admit though, it's saying about Joss Whedon's script. They have lines like, uh, "So this is the home of vibranium, the world's most durable metal," and they made was a it frisbee out of it. First tile material <laughs> yes, in the yeah. world, and they made a frisbee. It's uh, yeah, which is some, kind of like, yeah. Yeah, some of his lines are really great, and then some of them you can really tell they were they were Whedon trying to be Whedon. And yes really falling flat in well, some this really? film no, this film was it was a good film overall yes mm-hmm. it was good if i was asked if i liked the film i would say yes if i asked if i was asked if i'd recommend the film i would say yes yep however yep there are some big caveats hanging over this film i have some major issues with this film i have some of them are not joss whedon's fault some of them are yeah okay firstly this is the first time and this 
This worries me. This is the first time we've explicitly heard about studio interference in a big way in a Marvel movie. I was going to say studio. Really? I, yeah. I'm not actually about this. You can smell it a mile. There is a scene in this film mm-hmm. where um, Thor, or mm-hmm. without very good reason, goes, yeah. I now have to go and take my shirt off and go for a swim. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And the studio literally forced this through at, in terms of movie-making, gunpoint. Because they were taking Joss Whedon's favourite part of the film, uh, which we'll come back to because it's not mine, uh, specifically Hawkeye's perfect family home, and said, we'll cut the whole farmhouse if you don't give us Thor in the cave. Um, We could have lost both of those. Yeah, I, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> if both those things hate. had been cut. Uh, yeah, I didn't magnificent. Farmhouse. We'll, we'll get to the farmhouse. Yeah, we'll get to the farmhouse. So, I mean, and this was literally uh, the studio going, no, this is part of our plan for the overarching thing. You have to do it. Yeah. And when you start controlling filmmakers like that, why are you hiring filmmakers with distinctive voices if you're then going to stop them from doing what they want to do? Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was Joss Whedon really wanted at the end for the Hulk to be fired into space. Now, there's a lot of Hulk yes. fans that would have been very happy with that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It would have also I mean I mean ignoring the is it the Illuminati, the um yes. Richards yes. Tony Stark sort of strange thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is kind of what they do before Civil War, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, because they can't have Hulk there. If yeah. Hulk is there, whoever gets Hulk wins. Yeah. Or whoever, yeah, whoever, yeah. Same. So they whatever. need to remove Hulk <laughs> in some way. And I guess him, like, hiding in Fiji also does exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, the, the studio yeah, just said... I, it no, I, got really, I got really excited when he went up. And I was like, oh, awesome. And then it said, like, when did the radar thing? It was yeah. like, Fiji. I was like, oh, <laughs> not quite as far as... You know, that's a bit closer than yeah. I wanted. He, he doesn't do good with an alien world become a gladiator. But he can you just... imagine a whole film? You could just have Ridley Scott's gladiator with gladiator scrolled out and this Hulk, planet Hulk. <laughs> like, and just have like a gladiatorial Hulk film. It would be amazing. Anyway, yeah, it sounds pretty, awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. I'm up for that. So, yeah, um, yeah, these are the two ways in which we know. And there's. Joss Whedon has basically been making comments that sound like the studio was very much involved in aspects of this film. Mm. For which I don't blame Joss. Then there are things for which I do blame Joss. Okay, yeah. should, we, should, we, should we go through them? Well, the least offensive of them is the fact that, as you said, Joss Whedon tried far too hard in this script to be Joss Whedon. Yeah. There are, there are moments, dialogue, quips, little comedy moments that... You know, he he got such lauding for the Hulk punching Thor at the end of the fight scene in the first Avengers. You can tell he was just like, I'm going to recreate that if it kills me. And he put too much <laughs> yeah. in, threw it all at the wall to see if it would stick. And some of it, you just go, ooh, why is that there? That's that's awkward. Uh, yeah. Black Widow like, saying like beep, beep so, like, is one of them that bothers me. <laughs> Yeah, um, to, and also to the point of sacrificing a lot of the integrity of the characters. This is something that Rowan mentioned to me, and I didn't, me- I didn't notice it so much on the first time watching the film. The second time around, it really irked me. It's Maria Hill. Right. I absolutely adored up until Age of Ultron. Interesting. Right, because she has, like, two lines in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And they both completely undo everything. Oh, oh man. About both her and Cap. 
you should see her like forced cameo in Agents of Shield, where she's clearly just filmed it in her apartment. <laughs> um, but basically, like, there's the, her, her explaining. You know what I mean. Her, her oh yeah. The twin superpowers to Cap, right? Where she like stops halfway through just to say, uh, "He's quick and she's weird." Yeah. And it's like we've just spent the entirety of Winter Soldier point like to to build up this idea that Cap is not an idiot. He's an incredibly intelligent guy who's caught up with the modern world. He knows what's up. He's mm. not like a fucking Stone Age caveman. Yeah, but we in the audience are stupid. I got that. A lot of people wouldn't, though. Really? Yeah. Also, the fact that we've already seen what they can do. True. So yeah, they've literally not. shown, not told. By yeah. the way, who's doing the teacup? Because that's really Sorry, loud. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I was trying to be quiet. It's done. But yeah, they say uh, show, don't tell. And they've literally shown us. Yeah, and then so, they have to tell Cap like he's an idiot. And it's like, she doesn't think he's an idiot. Well, that's an interesting thing, actually, because I, I agree. Right, Joss Whedon writes his version of the characters. Which is and very it different bugs the, the shit out of me. Films. And it bugs the shit out of Chris Evans. Really? Yes. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, because, again, Cap in Winter Soldier is so different to Cap in Avengers Assemble and uh, Age of Ultron. Like, uh, Winter Soldier gives us like things like... Um, what is it? Uh, do you want to play a game? It, it's for a line from, and he cuts her off and goes, hey, I, I know, I saw it. And, all, you know, stuff like that. Oh, internet, been so helpful, catching up on a lot of stuff that way. And then in Avengers Assemble, you've got, it runs on some kind of electricity. And then you've got... Yeah, but in fairness, been, I like to think that was him trolling Tony. Yeah, there's that. There is that, but it, it doesn't, I mean, when you, when you put it next to Age of Ultron now, when you take a step back and look at it, it, it feels like Joss Whedon is, has this idea that... Joss Whedon has the sort of, like, beginner's fanfic idea of what Captain America is. Yeah, apparently Chris Evans for this movie sat down with Joss and said, look, uh, in Avengers you wrote him humorless. Uh, Cap is a light-hearted guy. He is a, he is a jokester. He, he, he has a sense of humor. Please, please give me a sense of humor. Also, can we address the way I fight in... Winter Soldier versus the way I fight in Avengers. Yeah. Like, you need to push the character forward, not pull the character back. And uh, and really, you know, just laid it laid down the line on sort of, it's my character. Yeah. By the We're going to go fights. with the way I, I play the character. Yeah. What, what do you mean by the way he fights? I mean, I mean, Winter Soldier, the fighting style of, of Captain America is very... Uh, like, like, hand, the word, like hand. It's very military martial arts. It's, yeah. It's grapples, it's it's arm, seeky, arm seeky. bars, it's it's breaking the limbs and dislocations. It's yeah, brutal yeah. and it's, and cool it's rapid. Things and yeah, that. and it's really quick. And in this, it's, it's him winding up and throwing a shield. Yeah. Which admittedly, yes, that is what Captain America does a lot of the time in the comics. I mean, what but, we're seeing in Ultron is actually a compromise uh, of how Joss wants it and how Chris Evans wants yeah. it. They did have this talk, and what we got was more of Chris Evans's character than we got in the first adventures. Which but is, it's interesting to know that um, the actors are taking such possession of the characters that they're going, just, 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 we make other movies, please see how we play the characters. And, I mean, if you're going to go with, like, tips and hints on how to portray the characters in your film, you could do a lot worse than Winter Soldier. Um, but, like, we, uh, a for me, because it's my favourite character on the team, Thor, the way Joss writes Thor versus the way Thor is in his own movies... Yes. Um, he becomes way more the Shakespeare joke in the Avengers films. There, there is that. I, I think Thor, I mean, admittedly, it, I, you might pick it up because he is your favourite, but I think Thor probably 
got hurt the least in terms of lines. Did it um, logic? Well, yeah. Um, or maybe not the least, but like I, I, I think probably I enjoyed Thor the most out of the main oh, Avengers. Yes, I was just saying because he's my favourite, it bothered yeah. me. But let's face it, the one who got hurt the most was Black Widow. Yes, and we'll we'll, we'll say oh, the other the other Maria Hill uh, the other Agent Hill thing that really irked me was there's a conversation between Thor and Tony during the party about um, Jane and Pepper. About who's better. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it's a really, right, that conversation is a really cool little thing because it's basically them bragging about how awesome they're, uh, Tony, Tony and Pepper aren't married, are they? No. So no. His, his, his girlfriends are on both sides. Yeah, yeah. So it's them bragging about how awesome their girlfriends are. Mm. And I'm like, Hell yeah, we need And that. they've got a lot to brag about as well. They've got a lot to brag about, because those characters are friggin' badass. Like Nobel Prize, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, getting them bragging about their, their girlfriends. Yeah, excellent. Like and then they completely just sap it by having Agent Hill cough the word testosterone. And suddenly, the focus goes straight back onto the guys. Suddenly, it's the guys talking about it. It's not It's not the achievements of, of their, their respective... Um, Significant others, but when it, it undermines everything they've said, yeah, it makes everything about their quite quest to outdo each other. It's not them yeah. being; it's no longer them being proud of the, the the women that they're in love with. It's just them trying to outdo each other in a kind of macho way. I see what you mean. Yeah, and um, I mean, I mean, there is a certain level of, I mean, not jockishness amongst the Avengers and whatnot, but there, there is a certain level of like but, friendly rivalry. And but yeah, I was going to say with with Tony Stark and Thor, it is quite difficult to pick that up because those guys are quite braggish. Yeah, like Thor is the very kind of uh, epitome almost of like the mocking laugh as he. Uh, brings well, down the giant. I know he's what you a mean, god. Though. Like in context of the scene, and it then um, yeah. devolving from this conversation about something they're very proud of with their girlfriends and stuff to them. Yeah. I know what you mean. I think it just, if, yeah. they, if they'd not had that coughing word, you know, if they hadn't had the testosterone, that would, that would have been awesome. Is she, is she taken, is it a war machine that she's with at the time? Yeah. Chatting uh, with. If she'd yeah. just taken him by the elbow and walked off going, they're going to be at this a while. That would have had the same effect and completely changed the tone. Yeah, would have been brilliant. Because um, it implies that they've got a lot more to brag about as well. And there is also one thing which I felt maybe uh, it was during that same bit. It's it's during the party. Um, it's during the 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 hammer lift, <laughs> which is a fairly cool. Like I can imagine, like you know, when friends get around and get together, they do like dumb uh, like dares and whatnot, and try and outdo one another. Yeah. And I guess if it's the Avengers. At some point, there's going to be a hammer lift. Yeah, and also because you had to set up a scene yes. near at the end. Yes, I yeah. was just about to yeah. say that. I was actually worried that that's all that that was going to be yeah. from all the trailers and stuff, so I was so glad when later on yeah. they have that little... Uh... And don't get me wrong, there were some really, really wonderful bits in, in the hammer lift scene, like yeah, Cap shifting it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the <laughs> terror on, on Thor's face, and then just, huh, nothing to fuck. Um... But, and I don't know if this just really, I don't know if it's just me being overly sensitive, which is usually a really bad way to start any criticism of anything. <laughs> um, Tony, when he steps forward and does that, and he says he's going to lift the hammer, yeah. and he's like, so if I, if I lift this, I, I rule Asgard, right? And he says, I, you do realize I'm going to reinstitute Prima Nocta. Now, joke or not, 
That's a pretty fucking icky line. I don't know oh, what the it is. is, actually. It... Sorry, Simon? Oh, it is. I was agreeing with you. It is yeah. uh, pretty pretty icky. It's kind of like, um, for example, uh, being quite proud of getting Mewling Quim in the script for the first one. Yeah. Basically, what's well, pretty much. Uh, I'm sorry. Depending on who you, depending on which historian you ask, it is either a real or. or um, legendary um thing from the dark ages where uh, the lord of a of a land mm. whoever owned a certain amount of land basically could on a married couple's wedding night um have his way with the bride against her wishes that's in game of thrones yeah so, uh, basically, sorry. so, so basically so it's basically tony going if i lift this hammer i'm turning into king rapist yeah and it's like and then people go oh it's just a joke and it's like okay fine so tony Stark made a rape joke it's it's again. I don't know. It, yeah, but it's 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 Tony being that. Like, don't worry. I'm not again. Not defending this. Yeah. Like, you could take it this way, which is it's just Tony, like, just you know, saying like. It could be Tony, like, mocking. Uh, yeah. Uh, the sort of the the idea of the medieval. Yeah, exactly. Him actually, but, like, the, but the thing is, like, it still boils down to they have Tony Stark make a rape joke. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was because the thing is, like, I have to remind myself. This is Joss Whedon, and he is kind of like he is a feminist. No, well, now, what? no. This is this is my thing. This is the my, what I came out with on the second watch through. Of I Ultron. just walked into a brick wall. You, didn't you I? <laughs> a non-negotiable fucking landmine, my son. Well, this is through ignorance. No, 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 no. Uh, Actually, so... no, no. This is the thing, right? Because this is a really major, major thing with with Whedon, especially in the last maybe a year or two okay is the whole is he a feminist thing ah see I'm going from Buffy right and this is my point is okay. that I, I look back and I go right Joss Whedon helped create like, you know was responsible for you know one of the greatest if not the greatest um, feminist icon of 90s pop culture yeah totally but how far can you ride that yeah I'm not yeah true and when everything else, yeah, on my second watch through of Ultron, I just sort of had to stop. And when the trailers were going, you know, the the the, the credits were going up, and I just sort of turned around and said, "Right, how long are we going to let like people call him a feminist?" See, for me, it's not just Buffy. He also wrote a one-shot comic called Sugar Shock, which is where the whole "not a Viking" joke comes from, by the way. Oh, really? Yes, uh, I really, really like it, and it's about a girl called Dandelion, and it's also. Fantastic. So it's like in his early career, he created a couple of great feminist icons for me. Yeah, uh, Dandelion, and well, it's not just Buffy. That's the thing in that yeah. show. It's it's I mean, also Buffy Faith. Like, it's you know, yeah. it's also Willow. It's also Tara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, it's also firing Charisma Carpenter for being, being pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Oh, what went on Angel? Yeah. yeah. Shit! I didn't realize that she got fired. I thought she left. No, no, and she's not okay with it, as you can imagine. Yeah, like um, uh, it. It was done in a way that left her understandably furious. There, so yeah, there's, there's that. There's so there's you know, sure you're writing a great character, but treating the actress like that. Okay, that's telling. He's he. Well, there's I'm, also the fact that he rejects the word feminist. He himself has said he doesn't like to be called a feminist. Right. Uh, I mean, his his reason it's not it's not 
when I say, I'm not saying, you know, it's not as bad as it sounds, but like he has a reasoning behind it, which isn't, it's not him saying, oh, I don't want to be associated with feminism. It's, well, it's, except it kind of is. It's kind of exactly that. Oh. Okay, fair enough. I mean, because like, I, I think the thing I thought about or that he said about it was that um, the, 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 the concepts of, of, of gender and whatnot had changed so much that feminism now should, uh, like, should be called something else. I can't remember what his exact words were. Um, I wasn't really paying much attention. Um, well, I think this is the danger because I, I, I think uh, it is hard. I'm sure he doesn't want to offend anyone. Um, from what I've seen of him, like he seems like an okay kind of guy. Like I don't know the man. He, obviously, he, he's like, not. He's not at his but, core malicious. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he's. He's if he's if this is the case, like he's doing it deliberately to hurt people or on purpose. Like maybe no one is. No one is saying. Well, yeah. okay. Not everyone is saying he's doing it deliberately. Yeah. Um, what people are saying is that it's actually been for several years now his work has been criticised for the same things repeatedly and he's not changing. Yeah. Now, right. that's the problem is if you do something and it causes problems and you're called on it and you change, that's great. If you do something, it causes issues, you're called on it, you ignore that and you do it again and you're called on it again and you ignore it again and you do it again and you're called on it again and you do it again, then it becomes very hard to say, well, I'm not doing it intentionally. It's like, no, but you are doing it repeatedly. Which is very, very, um, yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big problem. Um, okay. So, I mean, I'm trying to think what the, if, I'm sure there were other, other bits and pieces other than the major one, which I think we're now going to move on to, Simon. I think we are. Yeah, should we? Should Let's we get this to... out of the way. Now, this is where okay. this is going. Right. And I do also want to talk about the cool bits. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. We'll end on a high. We'll end on the high bits. Yes. Let's yeah. get this out of the way. Yeah. Right. So we'll move on to easily my least favorite character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, okay. <laughs> and go. this is the thing. It's interesting that Jack is coming at this from the approach of one of his least favorite characters, and yet he can still recognize that this was not a great portrayal of her. Yeah. And I'm coming at this from one of my favourite characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how this is not a good portrayal of her. I will point out, I, like, I, I've, I don't... When I, when I say that, what I mean is, like, I don't think any of the MCU films that she's been in have been a good portrayal of Black Widow. I think uh, Winter Soldier was a phenomenal portrayal of Black Widow. I think Iron Man 2 was an excellent portrayal of Black Widow. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, I've fair enough, but I've, uh, I've never been I've never been sold on on um, Scarlett Johansson's performance as Black Widow. But regardless of that, there are some issues in Age of Ultron. Um, oh boy, yes. Oh yeah. So sh which one? Which one do we want to start with? Should we start with the the shoehorned in romance? Okay, we can start there because that's an interesting one. In that, I it kind of is a perfect it's a good segue because it's what we were talking about just now in the Joss you are aware we make other movies right yeah um but at the same time i can see the reasons why Joss wanted to pair them the way he did i like the way the characters work i just don't like the way that it ignores 
the character in every other film in the cinematic universe. Right. Yes, there is a really good line where she says, like, and admittedly, the line itself doesn't defend this actually happening, like yeah. this this love um, yeah, sort yeah. of interest or whatever. But the fact that she says, "Oh, you thought you you were the only monster on this." Oh, team. don't worry, we'll get to that line. We will, we will, we will get to that fucking line. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds mm-hmm. ominous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, basically, yeah. I I don't know whether her. I I just so didn't buy the romance between her and Banner. Oh, it felt forced. I'll agree with that. I don't... Right, and I don't know whether A... Yeah. This is... I don't know whether this is A, the fact that I don't buy anything Scarlett Johansson does as Black Widow. I... I, Because I... Because I don't like her acting style, should we say. And I'm very aware that I'm watching someone playing a role. Okay. Or, I don't know if it's really clever, and it's a long con, because she is, admittedly, a super spy... You know, saboteur and and uh, I would love if they do the ultimate and con artist essentially, yeah. and she turns out to be actually, and that's why it feels yeah. so forced and fake, is because it is forced and fake. Right now, or, to my mind, that's the way you get out of this. Yeah, the fact that it just doesn't it doesn't fit, so they can go ah, it was a it was a ploy all along, but there is. Option three, which seems to be what they are, which is, oh no, it's totally legitimate. Which just, just doesn't, I mean, one thing I will say is they, they, they give her a sort of synergy with the team in the sense of she has that sort of bond with Hulk, not, not Banner, with Hulk, the, the, the Kami influence thing. Yes. Which, and she's always been the one who's not really afraid of Banner from the moment she went to collect him. Yeah, which is brilliant, because that is something that her and Hawkeye, my other least favourite character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, desperately needed was a certain level of synergy with the team, because otherwise they are just the human spots that go they on. Are, they are Ashley and Caden Alenko. They are yeah. the, the default <laughs> humans who are also in the group of interesting characters. Which they bring up in the film multiple times and point and poke fun at. The fact and that it's my right. I have a problem with the Deadpool video game. Now that might sound like a really weird aside, but it's entirely relevant. I know, you know what you're getting at. There is a bit in that video game where you're crawling around in brown sewers forever, and Deadpool yeah. makes a joke about games overusing re- sort of repeated architecture things like brown sewers to pad out gameplay for a really long time at a really low cost. And I'm like, if you're doing a thing that is shafting someone. Don't then make a joke about, hey, look how I'm shafting you right now. Yeah. And keep shafting them. And that is exactly what those lines are like in this movie of the, hey, we don't belong here, do we? Nope. Well, they, hang they, around, they, though. They don't, they don't so much do it with Black Widow in this film, but they definitely they do it multiple times with Hawkeye. Oh, they yeah. make jokes about how he has no, not that he has no place there, but like, he's way out of his league. He is the odd one out. He's, he's essentially redundant. And he and even makes the it. joke himself, uh, yeah. but that is actually my favourite speech Hawkeye has ever given. Which, oh, oh, well, the... The, the um, city is flying. flying. Okay, we are fighting an flying. army of robots. I have a bow and arrow. None of this, None makes, of this sense. makes sense. And you know what? I actually, I also love that line because it is the only line I have ever seen Jeremy Renner give and look like a human being. I disagree. I cannot stand that man. He is so awkward. Completely disagree. So wooden. Totally disagree. Fair enough. 
<laughs> but in every other line of that film, his delivery is so off and so bad. Like when he's when he's talking about wanting to shoot Quicksilver in the back, like doing that little joke talk yeah, to himself. That's really funny. It's that's really funny. human and really funny. It's oh, it's so it's funny. Stilted the way no, he delivers funny. it. It's, it's horrible. Funny. You're just dead inside. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to argue that. I am. I am indeed dead inside. Um, but we're still on. We're still on Black Widow. We are. Oh fucking hell! We okay. are. Yeah. We're still <laughs> on Black right. Widow because um, we okay. haven't gotten to the real problem yet. Because yes, there's a forced love interest story there. It's awkward. They can get out of it. Bruce Banner has his head shoved between her boobs at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But. There, there are bigger problems. There are, yeah. And it's a problem that I very personally, I felt furious the first time I watched this film. Was it the uh, uh, Black Widow's? It was the line you mentioned earlier. Uh, oh, okay. There is a scene, and I, I, I really dislike the writing for Bruce Banner as well. It's, it's just, it's this scene, it's not just Black Widow that I dislike in this scene. As in, like, the, the writing of... Um, it's where her and Banner are in the in the the dream house, the fucking farm bullshit scene, and they're having a discussion about how they have no future together. They can't run away and be a happy couple together because, and it's and it's it's not what you think. It's not because there are giant robots out there trying to kill them. It's not because you know Black Widow is still a well-known agent because of the after effects of Winter Soldier. Not because probably a lot of people will want to kill Bruce Banner for everything he did in South Africa. It's All because, good reasons. Yeah, it's because he can't have children, and also because she is sterile. That is a legitimate reason for them not being not having a future. Is because they cannot have children. So, wow, holy shit, way to, like, shit on every single couple out there that cannot have children by saying they have no future together, they are not a legitimate couple. And as someone who is in a loving relationship where we're not ever going to have kids, that really fucking, oh, that, it didn't so much hurt, it just really, really made me angry. But I took from that, um, and I take that point, but I took from that the point that, it's also going to be quite difficult to be in a relationship with someone that if you get into a slightest tiff with will turn into a giant green rage monster. But that is not the point that they bring up. They could have brought that point up. They absolutely could have brought that point up. That would have been a very legitimate point is that if his emotions get out of control, he's liable to... That's, what I, from, that's what I took but from But they don't though. talk about that. They now, talk about the fact that he can't Rob, have kids. No, I, the fact that that's what you took from that, take comfort in that. Because that means yeah. that you were not personally hurt by this scene. Yeah. Now, Jack has explained the way in which it got to him personally. I, I understand, yeah, yeah. and I wasn't disturbed. Um... He, he is just, like, bringing up a yeah, really yeah. legitimate point. And yeah. the other huge upset this has caused is, is there is know. a gimmick within this film. Oh, yeah? And it's, it's another Joss Whedon being Joss Whedon. Every single one of the Avengers refers to themselves as a monster at some point in this film. That word gets overused so goddamn much in this film. I didn't notice it. Yes, it does. Oh, I, I, it yeah, it, it is a gimmick. Count. Now, they all have different reasons for being monsters. And you've brought up Black Widows. Yeah. It's because she cannot bear a child. Now... No, it wasn't. mm, Well, that is the reason she says... That is the reason she says 
Now and I, I agree. Think it was. I right, know no, no, because she 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 decided like to. I know what you're thinking, which is that it's it's to do with it's the efficiency, the killing, the whatnot, the killing. And but I thought that because she had become um, a part of this initiative or whatever, whoever trained her or whatever, and because of her decision to do that, that cost her that, and that's why she feels like a monster because of her decisions that she's made. To. But the thing is, it's because she's talking about her being an efficient killer. Yeah. Now, if she was talking about, you know, which the, she the is. choice to become an efficient killer. Which she is. Which she is. Absolutely. Right. And that was what made her a monster. I would have been deeply confused because she has absolutely shown absolutely no remorse for any of the killing that she's done in any of the other films. Yes, and she I'm has. Yes, she has. Oh, yes, she has. Okay. There's I'm a made, lot of I'm red made. on my leisure. Yes. So, All right. Okay. Yes. From the very beginning, she's been she's had a problem with that. She's okay. been making up for that the whole time. That's why she's an Avenger. Okay. Fair enough. But but the way it's deli- and the thing is the way the line it, it follows is her saying that she cannot have kids, and then she says, "Do you still think you're the only monster on the team?" And. Joss Whedon. Yeah, but that's not no, to do with that line. I don't think it is. To do with it, it follows directly after. Mm. That's the thing. It follows directly. Like, I probably remember it differently yeah. then. Word like, for word, I've got the script it. in front of me. Yeah. This bit has been transcribed. Uh, in the Red Room, where I was trained, where I was raised, they have a graduation ceremony. They sterilize you. It's efficient. They don't want us to worry about the one thing that might matter more than a mission. It makes everything easier, even the killing. You still think you're the only monster on the team? Now, been made to it's feel like, open uh, to interpretation. Absolutely. It's, yeah. all, all text is open to interpretation. But they directly associate, I am sterile, I am a monster. Now, none of us hosting mm. this show right now are women. Correct. We can't say how that would make a woman feel. A lot of women have been saying how that makes them feel. And it doesn't make them feel good. And this is exactly what I mean, is that you can, through context, take away a very different meaning from that. Yeah, but maybe in, uh, in a cut that hasn't had an hour and a half of footage removed, yeah. it's, it's clearer. But the point is that what was released has led to a very big backlash. I and uh, needs, understandably. It, and, and it needs to be owned. Like, it needs to be owned up to and said, okay, we fucked up with this line. Okay, um, but I, I totally understand what you mean. Like there are no, there are there I, are ways you could probably read it, and yeah, yeah. and you, honestly, now that you've read it, I'm like, okay, because obviously I've only seen this once. Yes, it was yeah, like yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, so fair enough. Um, yeah, it, it it can be definitely yeah. interpreted that so way. If now if, yeah, there are so was, many ways that you could have done this less open to interpretation, you could have well, uh, had Natasha talk about how. She was killing people before she was a teenager, and she feels that makes her a monster. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to have the gimmick of she makes herself a monster, or she calls herself a monster, you're talking about Natasha Romanov. You have options. Oh, yeah. You She's don't have to things. muddy the waters by making it this unclear, is she talking about killing, is she talking about not being able to be a mother? You don't have to open that door. And we yeah. do actually have uh, a woman's opinion ready to be offered right now, actually. Yeah, uh, one second, I'll pass, pass you over. Where is our female studies correspondent? 
Hello, Jenna. Would you like to share your opinion on this one? Yeah. um, Obviously, mine comes from a very different point of view because I am one of those. I am a mother. You are speaking as a mother. Yes, (laughs) as much as I hate that line. Oh, Oh, my God, (laughs) yummy mummies. Um, The way that I've taken it is that she's a monster because it's taken away absolute choice. She didn't really have a choice in the fact of she got sterilized. It was kind of forced upon her. So this not only has said. it affected her to on her killing, so the killings made her a monster, lack of choices made her a monster, and throughout media, yes, unfortunately, you are made to feel if you can't have children, you're not the ultimate woman. So it is also the media being put on her, if that makes any sense. Yes. Yeah, so that's how I took it. Um and that media pressure on you know um, motherhood being the quintessential f- uh, feminine aspect has made this even more hurtful to a lot of trans women and women who, for various medical reasons, can't bear children. Yeah. And I also think like that, that those are entirely legitimate points, but for some reason I. <sighs> I don't know if it's necessarily the MCU one or the comics one. I can't see Black Widow being particularly, uh, what's the word, in the same mindset as the sort of usual media trends or being affected by that sort of thing. No, she was raised in the Red Room. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that the lack of choice. It, it is entirely you know legitimate point of saying that it would sort of make you feel you're very much set on one track. But I, I, I guess I can't sort of follow the logic of her choice was taken away, that makes her a monster. Surely her choice was taken away, that makes the people who took her choice away monsters. Yeah, but she also sort of chose that as well, but didn't. Where she was brought up, she was forced into it, but still yeah. got seemed to make be able to make a choice. So she chose so, I mean, the... You know... Sorry. Sorry, I was just saying, Simon. You know, you know more about like the red room and stuff. Is is the choice essentially like graduate or die? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But still, sorry, because my brain isn't quite here because of obviously family events that have happened. Trying yeah. to explain yeah. things at the moment for me, it's quite difficult. But no, no, um, they are the points <laughs> you're bringing up, and it it is something that needs to be come at from every angle because it's such a uh, a minefield of a topic. Yeah, um, I mean, and- obviously, it's going to affect me as a mother in different ways. It will affect you and Rowan because you have made the decision to be childless, and that's an absolutely fine way of life. Yeah. For me and Jack, we've just decided we're going to have kids. We always knew we were going to have kids. weren't quite sure when that was going to happen. Evie sort of was like, hi, I'm here, kind of thing. And Jen, so, Jen, don't, don't, don't yeah. say, Evie might listen to this episode in like... <laughs> 15 years time. <laughs> well, she's probably going to listen to the episode where she's introduced and crying yes. and she's going to be like, oh my God, Dad, why did you episodes. do that? Episodes. Episodes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but our cats appear as well, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I lost my but, point. I'm really yeah, sorry. No, no, you basically, <laughs> you've brought up some really, really good points that, as I said, it, it, it means that this entire scene is basically a big minefield of different emotions in different contexts and yeah, we're talking about whatnot the, uh, and un- so it needs to be uh, dealt with in, or it needs to be written like and to performed in a way that is entirely uh, you know sensible sensitive 
um, and doesn't when you're talking about that kind of thing you really need to make sure you're not gonna like i mean you can't not offend you know 100 percent of the people whatever it is yeah but my god they really just uh, they came at it with all the subtlety of a fucking sledgehammer I think also it wasn't handled in the best way. So the way yeah. that she said it, maybe if she had had another line between sort of about the sterilization to the other monster. Yeah. Thing, Again, it comes that back might to have script. <laughs> yes. Again, it comes back to the script. There are some major issues and that this is probably the biggest one. Um, no, I'd say this is the biggest one. And yes, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful for the extended edition. I know that, some of this film feels forced, some of this film feels awkward, but I also know that Joss Whedon's first edit was three and a half hours long. Um, so yeah, there's some true. stuff that's probably cluttered and confused by the edit. I sincerely hope this scene is one of those things. Um, but, yeah. Quick blue break. Oh, Pess, I was going to do one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to hold the fort whilst Jack does that. It's but because my, we've drank take- lots and lots of tea. It is. My take on this scene and the monster controversy is definitely that there are multiple interpretations of the dialogue. There always will be whenever there's dialogue. Uh, Because if you allow authors to dictate the way in which a text is interrogated, you get Anne Rice uh, complaining about the way people interpret her work. And believe me, that's not a good scene. Uh, Yeah, that's... It's never a good scene. So whilst there are ways you can talk about it and go, you know, the scene works, the scene is positive, there are also very valid ways in which you can say the scene is incredibly hurtful and offensive. Yeah. And, and maybe... Said, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and maybe it could have been written a little bit less confusingly. I also think because... <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but it's the easiest way that I can explain it. They need to get someone that's on Tumblr onto their writing team just so they can go, hey, look at this. Maybe we shouldn't write it this way. And Jack's just face palmed. (laughs) (laughs) He's double face palmed, apparently. (laughs) I don't blame him. (laughs) I'm sorry. But you can see what I mean. Maybe someone with more of the information that they... no, I don't know how to explain it. Sorry, I'm absolutely knackered because I've also worked today. So no, that's fair enough. It's I'm just back. that given Joss's history with uh, Dollhouse and some of the criticism against Firefly as well, you'd think that one of the people on the writing team who was aware of these issues was Joss Whedon. Mm, true. So yes. Um, also, probably should be pointing out now. Other than um, guest interjection, we are four guys discussing a scene which is very um it, it's wound centric shall we say um, yeah so, i think that's fair uh, to say yeah so i i would like to just a big caveat someone and apologize to anyone that feels massively uncomfortable listening to this and if if we did come at this the wrong way um please let us know because oh god yeah we always welcome feedback but on an issue like this yeah no the more voices the better yeah, I mean, obviously, I, th- I think we're I think we're doing okay on this, um, but obviously, I, I hope so. We so, yeah, that's why I thought I'd at least come on and offer my opinions as someone yeah. that is womb centric. Yeah. Um, that so you can just have another voice on it because it is a minefield. It is complicated, and 
no offense to you guys, you're not going to hundred percent understand it. But at the no, same definitely. time, we're not going to understand your point of views. Like you can't walk in someone else's shoes. Yes. Yeah. This is why I'm talking about. It's been observed that there has been this backlash, uh, and I'm I'm reporting on what I've seen, mm-hmm. and and indeed heard firsthand from uh, Zoe, uh, rather than saying how I read it from that point of view. If yeah, that makes I've, sense. I've I've largely avoid. I mean, because obviously a lot of this is going to be around on Tumblr. Um, these these criticisms, um, other places as well. But I mean, this is where I know there will be a lot of it. Um, I've generally been avoiding it because they seem to come at it from a very odd perspective for the most part, on my, on my dash anyway, which is forgetting that uh, Black Widow is a fictional character um, and therefore sort of it, like saying it's you know, unfair and, to, and more not to the character. And I'm like, I, I totally get the point there of like it, the, between the, the films and whatnot being very different um, interpretations. But it's seeming to sort of forget the writing overall. Um, the, the 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 problems in the uh, in the actual script of Age of Ultron. Um, when you start like you know blaming characters or script writers, yeah, that's where I was trying to go with that. I sort of mumbled around. That. I do apologise. No, I, I get um, where you're coming from. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's, there's that. Um, I'm sure there were probably other problems in this film as well. Oh, there were. I mean, one of the other things that's caused a backlash is the twins, actually. Um, really? Yes, because they're white, and because there's no reference to a Jewish heritage, and famously Jewish characters are seen as collaborators, in a sense, with... Half Jewish, half Romany, as I've been corrected by Zoe. Yeah, good point. They are half Jewish, half Romany, uh, and they're seen well, as are, are they are they as such in this um, interpretation? Because I know they in some um, X Men universes or tellings they are the twin children of Magneto. But I'm yes. also told that in others they're not. That's so right. But they I are I, yeah. even when they're not the twins of Magneto. Their ethnic background is pretty consistent. Okay, okay cool. And, okay, as as, as just been pointed out, there is a meme going around of Magneto is not the only Jew. Uh, they can have fathers yeah. who aren't Magneto and still be half Jewish. No, no, absolutely. But, I mean, like his his background has changed, and their background in relation yes. to him has changed. So, yes, yeah, that's there was, right. There yeah. was an era in comics when basically Marvel was going, "Oh, by the way, this person's a mutant." Did you know? Did you did you not realize like that kind of thing? And, and now yeah, they're desperately backpedaling. They're, from that. Just... they're trying to kill the mutants off. Yeah, yes. Now they're trying to kill the mutants. She meant to um, say no more mutants. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, there has been that backlash. But at the same time, you know, Quicksilver in Days of Future Past was also white, and yeah. it, it's never explicitly said that they're not half Jewish, half Romany. You know, they're not given an ethnic background. And the fact that they're collaborating with Hydra, who are Nazis, to me can best be explained by the fact that they were collaborating with S.H.I.E.L.D., who were Hydra. But also the fact that... They don't... I doubt that Hydra went and said, Hi, we're Nazis. We'd like to do some Nazi science. Do you want some Nazi science done to you? I'm pretty sure they were like, Hi, we're S.H.I.E.L.D., we're the good guys. You can trust us. And if it convinced the American public for decades, 
yeah, then you and can so, excuse two very angry teenagers from not spotting the the secret Nazidom. People getting angry that they were collaborating with Hydra, overlooking the fact that they were human experimentation projects. Because you know, the Nazis they were volunteers. Yes, volunteers. Um, their anger for what they just want to get at Tony Stark. Yeah, and, and hearing hear people saying, "Yeah, well. we can, we can, we can help you get revenge." Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, those course, people would know, probably present themselves as the good guys. They they were yeah, very unlikely course, to go. Would you like some Nazi experimentation done on you? Or even if they didn't necessarily present themselves as the good guys, I mean, there's precedent for you know people being held in, in, in certain areas and having experimentation done on them and being seen as, quote-unquote, volunteers. Uh, um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very iffy area to sort of put, uh, lay a blame on, on the twins in that respect. Or, no, it, it absolutely is. I'm just making the point that it's been raised. established repeatedly within the MCU that Hydra was shielded for ages. Yes, exactly. That they yeah. were seen as the good guys. There's many, again, there's many different ways you could see it. Um, it's, it's never as clean cut. Man, we are really getting towards Civil War, aren't we? So yeah, I mean, that is, that's a good point. But I mean, overall, I fucking, the, the twins were absolute standout brilliance in that film. They were cool. It's just a shame. Well, we've already come. Yeah, we, it, it, it is a, it's an absolute shame. But the, the upside to this is that we get Scarlet Witch in the New Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> That's going to be cool. I mean, also, you know what? Like, we'll, we'll jump to this. So, we sh- should we start getting into like the good things about Age of Ultron? Well, I, th- I figured very quickly. Can I just say bye bye because I'm going to hand back over to Jack. <laughs> bye, Jenna. Thank you for joining us. That's all right. I um, hope I helped. <laughs> I think so. Yes. So here is my husband. Bye bye. <laughs> I want to finish the episode on a high note, talking about the good stuff, and one yes. particularly good thing that for me is now a highlight of the cinematic universe. Um, but just to get all the, the bad taste out at once, yes, please can do. we please talk about that farmhouse? Oh, and God. Oh, the scene God. that kills the pace of the movie, ruins the texture of the movie, changes the emotional tone of the movie completely, and gives Hawkeye a whole established family that we'd never heard hint or... Uh, or rumor of, and suddenly changes his character completely for no goddamn reason. No, he's a secret there, agent. There was, they hit the family. There was a very, very, very clear to keep them safe. There was a very clear reason, Simon. It was the it was the the, the film reaching over to you in your cinema screen. Sorry, in your cinema seat, grabbing you by the shoulders and shaking you and saying, "Care about Hawkeye?" I already did. You're the one who needed that shaking. It didn't um, work. I, I already cared about Hawkeye. I like <laughs> Hawkeye. I don't care about his family <laughs> at all. I care about Black Widow's Hawkeye necklace. I don't care about Hawkeye's family. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, I've got in my head ways that if I was a scriptwriter, I could backpedal out of every fuck-up they made in this movie, apart from one. <laughs> That's this bloody family. How do you make them go away? <laughs> Oh, 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 very, well, no, very easily. I, I've got plenty of ways I could make them go away, but how do you make them never have happened? Uh, well, the, the time Witch. gem has yet to turn up. Yeah. So also, you can you can get them you can get them away 
in such a way as to like create the classic comic book character tragic backstory. I'm going to defend the farmhouse scene. Cool. And I will say this. Thor standing in a kitchen. It's just beautiful. <laughs> just Thor. Mighty Thor of Asgard. Right, yes. Kitchen. You could have had that scene by hiding at a, Haw- a Hawkeye's friend's house. The kitchen could still have been a kitchen. But the, the, the farmhouse is there, so Tony Stark can chop wood with... Captain no, America. right. The farmhouse is there, and this is really weird. And this is something, another thing Zoe pointed out, and it's, I, I didn't think much of it at the time, but it's been dwelling on me. <laughs> the film gross. is there so that every fucking character can end this film going, I want to go and live on a farm with a white picket fence. And that is so out of character for all of them. That may be Bruce. And, and he's the one who wants to fly off to fucking Fiji. Right. <laughs> Tony wants to give up the skyscrapers with his name on them and live in a farm with Pepper. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Captain America, who lived, you know, in Manhattan and grew up in the art scene in the 40s and has not moved out of Manhattan since coming to the modern day and is catching up on Star Wars movies and on the internet, wants to go and live on a farm with a white picket fence. No, no, that's not his American dream. It's fine if you want one character to do uh, to do that, but don't have that character inspire every other character to abandon their characterization established in multiple films and go, do you know what? Yes, I want to live in the, the American Southwest in a, in a little, well, Midwest in a little farm. No, no, don't do that. I don't think they, I don't think that that was the case at all. I didn't, I didn't get that. From they literally they said that. They literally said that. Cap was like, Cap, I want a place like so this. And Tony was like, I want to have a place like this with Pepper. And they literally say it. Literally. I don't, we're like down to the white picket vents. Maybe just settling down. I went to worry. That's why I created Ultron in the first He said place. a little farm. He actually said a little farm like this with Pepper. They have hundreds of them to choose from. It doesn't mean he'll just have to have one. Do it. Actually, yeah, I think I think I could, when I imagine that, I imagine Tony buying a little farm, yeah, and then buying another little farm and another until he sets up a giant agriculture giant corporation. <laughs> like I just imagine it going horribly wrong. But and that's that is how fan fiction is really, really <laughs> right. And the whole farmhouse scene and the family felt like a um, original character insert fanfic. Ooh. It's Joss going, I'm, I'm going to put my OCs in this. Yeah, Hawkeye, he had a secret family. That would be cool. And they're all like, you know, you don't think they need me. No, I think they do. And that's much worse. Like, really? Why? Can you explain why? Yeah, he's the glue. Do? Is he, though? Yeah. Wow. What does he do? He uses the bow <laughs> he, he does use the bow and he does get shot. That yeah. is... Prime glue material. So we think he's going to get shot at the end as well. Oh, that that is the thing. They lay every single motherfucking hint that Hawkeye is going to die. Language. I'll fucking end you. (laughs) And then disappointingly, don't kill Hawkeye. And and then they don't kill Hawkeye. Now, I'm not saying that you know, making us think that you know that you could have had him talk like he's two days away from retirement. He just bought that boat. Um, and then not kill him. Ooh, swerve. All right, fair enough. That's cool. But it just reeks of them not having the balls to kill off Hawkeye. 
But you just want him dead because you don't like no, him. No, no, this is the thing. That film... Right. They try to get across how Hawkeye is an entirely important part of the team. Right. Okay? Now, in my mind, they failed. But in the film's idea, in the film's mind, I'm sure it thinks it succeeded. Do you know, okay. if they had to have the farmhouse scene and Hawkeye having a sudden family, the, you could have changed it in one simple way, and I, I would have liked it all the more. Right? He goes home to a family he clearly barely ever sees, because he's always off avenging, uh, you know, risking death, and, and dying in some godforsaken foreign land, miles away from his family and his home. If he'd gone back there and said, I don't think they need me, and his wife had gone, well, your family does, why don't you just stay here? Ooh. And rather than being supportive, had literally been, maybe you're right, come here, live with us, retire. And Hawkeye had to make that choice and gone, oh, whether or not they need me, I need them. I'm an Avenger and run off and been avenging. I think I'd have quite liked that. Yeah. See, basically, Abandoning his family. Well, no, 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 no. Like... Making well, that choice, like, rather than... Only in as much as he was already abandoning them. Let's face it, this establishes that he has abandoned his family. But then why, <laughs> why, drop, saving the world. why drop his wife into the stereotype of, oh, no, you mustn't go stay with me, when she's actually saying, no, you're good for them. Go on, go get go get them. Like, that's completely... Again, what's her really? reasoning? Huh? Again, what's her reasoning? It just feels really forced. Because she can tell that... Admittedly, it is like I'm not. I'm not saying it's like a deft portrayal. Oh, but actually, I'm saying that it, I'm not saying it's as bad as all that. I think it's good that she didn't say no. Stay with me. I think that would have been more damaging than her saying go get him. Tiger. I think. I think I know why she thinks that he is the glue holding the team together. She hasn't met any of the team. The only one she knows is, is Nat and Clint. That's true. And what he and Nat her? do get on. Yeah. What have they been telling her? What kind of propaganda have they been feeding her about how amazing Hawkeye is for the Avengers? Oh, he, no, no, you're never, never, never get brilliant. shot. Never no. get shot. Never runs out of arrows. No. <laughs> never gets his mind control. Oh, wait. Yeah, never gets mind controlled. Yeah. Ooh, actually, oh, yeah, apparently that was, that was for Jeremy Renner because uh, he hated playing mind-controlled Hawkeye. Yeah. He's like, I, I get cast as a superhero and then I get to play this drone for a whole film. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, play your springs, Jeremy. That was... <laughs> It was for him, the scene where he turns around and stops Scarlet Witch and says, yes. nah, done mind control, not a fan. That was absolutely just to pat him on the back and go, you get to be the hero this time, dude. Yes. <laughs> also, it gave us that little bit of Quicksilver getting like really angry and you get that protective big brother thing coming across. Yes. So it builds up all three characters because you've got Scarlet Witch going, no, I'm fine, I can do this. You know, she, her putting everything aside for the mission. You've got Quicksilver being the overprotective big... Well, not even overprotective. Her little sister just got stabbed in the fucking head. Um, being the overprotective big brother. And then you've got Jeremy Renner. Sorry, you've got Hawkeye, like... Well, not saving the day, but... No, you know what? Saving the day. He's the only one that doesn't get mind control and he gets everyone back to the fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He oh, is, yeah. in fact, the glue that holds the team together. <laughs> in that, in that, on that one day, yes. For the afternoon, he was the glue. Did, that was the good. day he, he was the glue. Good. That yeah. was also the day, however, that Hulk leveled South Africa. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, you know, that not many people can stop that happening. Yeah. Right? Let's talk about the time Hulk leveled South Africa. <laughs> At least I assume it was South Africa. All we, have to, all, all we have to go on is it was, quote, the African coast. Mm. So, yeah, let's let's yeah. talk about some high points. Yes, let's. 
Let's talk go about Veronica. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, yes. go to sleep. <laughs> I love that line. That's well, that was great. <sighs> yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> oh, there, there, were, there were a lot of great moments in this. This is, this is what I noticed on the second watch-through, was like, basically, people asked me, like, did your opinion of the movie change? And I said, no, but that is because everything I disliked about the movie made me much more upset. And everything I liked about the movie, I just it felt so much better on the second watch-through. So I'm still at the same level I was, just at more extremes at either end. Yeah, before um, we start fanboying about the Hulkbuster fight, yes, I just want to touch, because it's, it's reminded me of something I love about Marvel movies, that this movie had in spades, that I dislike about DC movies. Spaders. <laughs> in yes. spaders, yeah. <laughs> and that is that the heroes in this film are heroes. Yes. They are minimizing civilian casualties. Yeah. They are even minimizing expense. Minimizing I absolutely economic. love Tony Stark finding somewhere to drop Hulk, yep. seeing an under construction building and going, hey, no one lives there, they won't get hurt. And then asking, how quickly can we buy this building? So Love he will that. literally only trash his own property. Yeah. So not only do they spend the last act of the movie saving every single person who lives in a reasonably sized Eastern European town, yeah. uh, they also spend the Hulkbuster fight hurting as few people physically and financially as possible. Well, That's get beautiful. Barreled over by a car or two. I, I said as few as possible. Yeah, a few as You're going to hurt a few. It's the Hulk. Yeah. Um... I mean, uh, you I see, a couple, you you see a couple of people get flattened by vehicles. Yeah, I mean, so the Hulk in this film actually, I really like that they're really hammering home. Um, it's it's because I, I I didn't watch the um, oh what was the second like Incredible Incredible Hulk? Oh, um, that was the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah I've only Hulk. seen in terms of modern Hulk films, I've only seen Hulk, which oh. I know is not canon in current MCU. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's the only banner portrayal I have to go on. Yeah. And that was not a banner that really, as far as I remember, cared that he was turning into the Hulk. Um, like, he, or, don't get me wrong. It's, the, it's not a great movie at yeah. all. And the ending is just a video game and a bad video game. Yeah. Just, you know, but, Throwing tanks. Uh, he, he kind of does at the beginning like yeah. worry about being the Hulk because he's still on the run. And he's got like the, mo- the heart rate monitor to make sure he never loses yeah. control. But, but then he ignores that. But it's like <laughs> Ruff, Ruffalo's done incredibly well. It's getting uh, this whole trapped yes paranoid terrified depressed individual yeah hulk hulk the best depiction we've ever had of hulk has been in the avengers yeah uh, oh absolutely yeah. i'm not gonna, yeah. i'm not going to argue that uh it, like roughly perfect and it's also um during that horrible flirting scene at the beginning the black widow actually sums up the hulk perfectly which is or rather, Bruce Banner perfectly is, and then there's this guy. Like she well, spends her whole life surrounded by fighters, and then there's this one guy who spends his entire life running from the fight because he knows he'll win. Yeah, and that's that's Banner and the Hulk in a nutshell. Yeah, yes, yeah. and it's um, so captured perfectly. Like the Hulk's um, development and and portrayal in this is phenomenal, absolutely brilliant. Yes, and we have a Hulk fan. <laughs> On the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you might already know this, uh, Irish, but um, Mark Ruffalo is very much looking at Peter David's Hulk for inspiration for this. Yes. Which is, if I'm correct, that's the Hulk where it was literally a split personality. <coughs> yeah, this was the... Um, 
essentially it was three three personalities in one way. It was Bruce, then there was Green Hulk and Grey Hulk, because Joe fix it. And there was actually that's another thing that the studio apparently kiboshed was just putting Grey Hulk in this movie. Oh what? Oh. I didn't know that. Joe Fix it's amazing. Isn't Grey Hulk the one you have to forgive me, my knowledge of Hulk is limited. Grey Hulk's the one where he is intelligent. Right. How it works with Grey Hulk is that he is more intelligent than Green. Yeah. Less intelligent than Bruce. But yeah. less uh um not as powerful as Green. Oh, okay. It's the, it's the midway point. Yeah. So because yeah. obviously if he's totally because with Hulk it's the, the stronger he is the stronger he is. Yeah. So but he still yeah, he so. still gets that, but he doesn't. Yeah. He's not as powerful because okay. uh, Joe Joe Fix's whole thing is that whenever he appears, he always always in Las Vegas, and he always becomes an enforcer. <laughs> okay. That's and his whole thing. Personality mm. doesn't like Banner. Um, yeah. But this thing is, I think, admittedly, I think that would probably harm this portrayal of the Hulk, the, the, that Grey Hulk. This idea that you've got Banner and then you've got Hulk, the, the absolutely unstoppable force. I think bringing in a, a controllable middle ground. Yeah, that rubs you. Your... I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a. It's a bad. Um, I'm not saying no, Grey not Hulk is, is a terrible thing. I'm just saying like well, this portrayal. Good. Like mm. it's. It's. They've definitely gone up the whole. You know, this Bruce Banner. This. This tiny shriveled up. Like cowering guy in a sweatsuit, like crying, could fucking end the world. It's also worth pointing out that they weren't actually going to do Grey Hulk in as a as the character. It wasn't oh. going to be that midway point. It was going to be sort of a tribute to the existence of Grey Hulk. It was oh. going to be how they showed that Hulk was under the control of Scarlet Witch. Like when he flipped out from her spell, he would turn grey rather than green. Oh, in, in tribute to the Grey Hulk. Oh. Yeah, that would have. Oh, that could have worked. But there are there are some really bizarre and beautifully done adaptations um, and and portrayals of stuff of the Hulk in comics. Like, um, yeah, I forget. I, I don't know if it was if this is like a canon storyline or whether it was just John. an off thing John. about how um, Banner was something. Something happened during his childhood. Um, something rather dark um, that we won't get into necessarily. Um, you can probably guess what it is. And his sort of anger at not being strong enough to, or blaming himself not being strong enough to stop it from having happened. Mm. Very similar to the whole origin of The Crow. Yeah. Oh, yes. Was J.O. Barr's own sense of helplessness at something that happened to him yeah. in his childhood. Oh, and and yeah. uh, The Crow is his fantasy of what could have happened if he'd been strong enough to take revenge. Exactly. It's this and, catharsis. Yeah, and it's um and then there was a wonderful little scene in the comic of um Banner and the Hulk having a conversation. It's all like it's you know it's it's him essentially confronting his own inner demons. But you have Banner essentially like stopping the Hulk's punch. Because it's you know it's all in his mind and everything like that and him just saying no I'm stronger than you. Yeah. Because I can keep it together. Yeah. This and is punch this, this... the Hulk. This is the story actually with the Grey Hulk as well, mm. and it's the final fight in it's essentially in his mindscape where Banner finally goes, "No, I'm the one in control. Yeah, I'm the power. You guys, you know, I'm the one that's gonna win this." And he 
gets control of his body and reverts his body and then he hulks out again but he hulks up out into a new persona of the Professor Hulk so it's Banner in the Hulk body basically Green Hulk but he retains all of his yep. intelligence he, memory yeah. control it's, it's Bruce with all the Hulk, the Hulk's benefits I just imagined uh, Hulk wearing spectacles <laughs> and a mortal <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah I mean there are lots of different ways you can do the Hulk and I think Marvel Cinematic Universe is just a Beautiful, beautiful portrayal. Um, well, I think, well, let's think, sorry, uh, quickly, is that Mark Ruffalo is, has also uh, expressed interest in doing Planet Hawk. He has. And I you think know. it was between that and knowing Joss wanted to send him into space. It's just like, oh, man, yeah. studio, what are you doing? Hey, we could have Island Hulk. Hulk Island, yeah. Hulk Island, yeah. Hulk Wait, goes Fiji. Yeah, it's the same thing. So instead of finding Fiji, he finds, hey, Marvel creates a fictional um, Pacific, Pacific Island to, to uh, terribly stereotype. Savage Lands with dinosaurs. Savage, all of Savage Lands. He has been there, so... He hasn't that, actually that landed, so there is chance he could go into space. <laughs> Wait, yeah, he, has, he has landed. He was what, going over Fiji. What the, Quin, the Quinjet landed in the water. Oh, is it? They, could, yeah, they, they, don't, just get they don't know if he's in it. They don't know yeah. if he jumped out into space. <laughs> well, you know, the Hulk can jump pretty high. He jumped into space. I actually, I actually explained to, to Rowan like, how Hulk got into space, like the whole Illuminati. But yeah, they sent him off, didn't they? Well, yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, you need to do this thing for us to help out. And then he went, oh, okay, cool. And then when he was off there, they went, oh, yeah, by the way, um, you're just going to keep going into space because you're the Hulk and we can't really like deal with you right now. Trolled. Yeah, she's going to go off in space. She was like, man, I fucking hate Tony Stark. Well, it's the thing. The thing they said is basically along the lines of, "You're too unpredictable." You know, he recently had just leveled Las Vegas in the yeah. comics, so it's a case of we, you know, we're gonna send. And the thing is, they're going, "We're gonna send you to a lush planet." You know, no, no humanoids on there. You can live in peace type situation. No one can harm you. Which I kind of get the feeling would be Mark Ruffalo's Hulk's perfect outcome. He'd be like, yeah. oh, thank God, that's what I've been waiting for. But unfortunately, in, in, unfortunately in the comics, you know, the Hulk busts free and damages the ship and it gets sucked into a wormhole and he ends up on Scar and ends up the whole Planet Hulk situation. Yeah. There is a what if in the back of the comic of uh, what if he actually made it to the planet they originally sent him to. <laughs> and, you know, he... He does find peace there, and the whole thing about the Hulk is that he potentially is it, like Superman in the way he's potentially forever living. You know, he can, as long as he stays in his gamma form, he can potentially just go on forever. Do you know what another panel would be like? Another what if panel could be, which would be hilarious. It's just this really peaceful planet, and then the Hulk arrives, <laughs> and then the next panel, the planet isn't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But by, by the end of it all, um, he it's like the the local wildlife of that planet have evolved into a humanoid thing, and they've got a um, like their patron deity is this green protector, and it is it's the Hulk. He's still around, and he does keep helping them. But everyone does, you know, they all think it's just a you know it's just a legend type thing. Yeah. It's a really good little what if. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, other other heroes and things. Simon, Thor. Thor. I mean, 
he didn't get too badly abused with the overquipping and poor characterization, but he also didn't have a lot of characterization. Correct, yeah. Uh, short of um, going and splashing around in a cave, he was mostly reduced to being the guy with the hammer and the lightning. Yeah. Uh, he middle, did... Yeah. The hammer and lightning thing, where he, when he turns up at Vision's case... And yeah. Just, like, they're all talking about it. They just suddenly Thor busts in the window and goes, no, I'm handling things now. But, <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Which, I mean, is perfect. He is a god... Uh, Midgard is his to do with as he sees fit. He doesn't actually feel any need to explain himself to the Avengers sometimes. I feel like, I feel like it just needed that line of Thor going, wait, I have come from a different, another, other future. <laughs> has destroyed the world. His face in the hammer scene was spectacular. Yeah. Um, uh, wonderful pet theory uh, sort of cooked up between Zoe and myself is that is Steve... It- can lift the hammer, but he pretended he couldn't. Yeah, he felt yep. it move and just went, I cannot deal with the argument this is going to cause with Tony right now. <laughs> so he feels it move and then just fakes it and goes, oh, no, I can't lift it. Oh, how terrible. And walks away going, holy shit, I can lift the hammer. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I like that idea. In, in the comics, he has done. Oh, yeah, and so has Widow, who um, conspicuously declined to attempt. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't need, I, yeah, I really don't need that. Caps was fairly recently as well. It was in the uh, Fear Itself arc. Yep. So, um, so Thor was pretty hero. good, but I will say Thor is no longer my favourite character in the MCU. Really? Mm-hmm. We'll get on to Vision. So I, do, I, really I, did, I did like uh, the fact of, because Thor has been spending more time on Midgard, that his pronunciation and stuff had changed. Mm. Ever so slightly, and again with 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 the with the the caveat that like he has gone to more of that sort of Shakespearean uh, joke um, thing. There is that opening that not opening bit, but that that wonderful line where they turn to Thor to to reassure Hulk on the Quinjet at the beginning, and just the him 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 sort of getting back into his into his uh, Asgardian. Mindset of just like oh the gate of hell uh, uh was it drown with the the screams of his victims and then going oh wait shit hold up hang on banner um the other thing not not that many victims not oh, that many not, at all not, um, not not dead though uh plenty of wounded uh lots of stories of torn ligaments and and gout <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love I love Thor trying damage control on faux pas is the most wonderful because I also love the fact that they I mean it, it's Whedon and the way he handled Cap made me think he could have just had Thor go what I don't understand why is he not happy with this yeah but it's Thor learning and going oh shit no hang on no no it's fine it's fine he didn't hurt anyone so in a way he has developed a little bit like, there's not much character Baby development, steps. but I mean, you could argue that there isn't really an awful lot of character progression for most of the main crew, um, really. It's, it's, it's Thor's thing is that he learns quite quickly. It's one of my favorite things that got brought up by, in a little Tumblr gift set thing. It was when he, um, uh, what's it called, when he smashes the, the coffee cup in, in Thor, the first yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's, he smashes the, so much. the string. I like it. Another! And he smashes it. And gets reprimanded. Like, they say, don't do that. Yeah. And he's like, Have you seen the deleted scene that actually has the direct consequence of that? Where he goes back to her with a coffee cup. With a brand new coffee cup to he replace it. And says, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, and, I'm, and asks if no. he's welcome to return for more of her excellent coffee. 
<laughs> I mean, even ignoring that, it's, it's the fact that he smashes it, and then they say, "What was it? Um, you know, you can't do that. You know, that's you know, you can't you can't do that sort of thing." And you know, he looks a bit confused. He says, I, I meant no offense. I'm yeah. simply saying that you know, I, I enjoyed it. And he sort of explains himself, and then they say, "No, no, you can't. Look, no more smashing. No more smashing mugs." Okay, and he just needs to go. Oh, okay, you have my word. It takes you have my word. Like it, that's what I love it about that. It's not just oh, all right then. It's like on oh, my honor, I yeah. shall never it do takes, this again. It takes for three <laughs> seconds. It takes for three seconds to go. Oh shit! Their ways are different to our ways. Right, fine. I will. I will do things the way you do them. He's a prince of Asgard. He's, He's fucking incredible. Is Thor? He yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I also say the one? I know you know people kind of have a bit of an issue with the whole him going off into the uh, the pool into the pool, but. The really great thing about that scene is that Idris Elba turned up in the Avengers. <laughs> and I'm okay. Yes. I am okay with this. Idris Elba is one of my favorite actors. Smiling, that is true. mad, blind Idris Elba. Yeah. I, I ran into him in Soho the other day. Really? Oh my yeah. God, are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. Just outside my office, he was just walking down the street. Did you ask him if he would marry me? Uh, he was in a hurry. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it, it was very much a, Idris Elba. Hello, how are you doing? You're awesome. Bye. Um, but yeah, you, 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 awesome. you spoke to him or what? Yeah, no, pretty much that was the conversation. But, how, how did he smell? Uh, he smelled like he was, a, you know, several feet away from me on a Soho street. Uh, I didn't smell him. <laughs> I, I'm choosing to believe he smelled amazing. Oh, my he God. He probably oh. did, to be honest. He probably did. Yeah. Oh, and the one thing from Thor that I really loved in this movie... Fortunately, I am mighty. Yes. And mortal man would not have been able to, to, to withstand it. Luckily, I am mighty. The mighty Thor. Awesome. And, and then as he walks into the, the hallucination, they're going, oh, shit. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> is that the best you can do? Yes. It's, it's his boasting and everything. Yeah, I also, I I also love, love the fact, I also love the fact that he has the, the Asgardian, like, vodka, essentially. And it's from oh, the Stan Lee. Yeah, Stan Lee saying, you know, give me some of that. It's like, no, no mortal man could stand this as he pours it into Cap's drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, which finally it's... explains why Cap was getting drunk. Yeah, yeah. It takes that. The toxin resistance or whatnot. I mean, yeah, admittedly, he is a super soldier, but he is still a mortal man, Thor. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was glorious. Yeah. Uh, basically, oh, Thor had very few lines. But they were pretty much all gold. They were pretty much all good. Um, so yeah, he was great in it, and he fought wonderfully. As uh, there was a really good teamwork element to the fighting, which you need in a team up movie. Yeah, yes, yes. The, the the hammer and shield. Hammer and shield, hammer and shield oh, was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just um, oh, revels in, in both in both cases of the hammer and shield as well. Yes, like the 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 fucking sh- bang the 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 shot slick shot. Yeah, but also the the oh, they're getting in. Was it? Um, they're lining up. Well, they're excited. <laughs> Clang. Yeah. Oh yeah. The really I I love that. Yeah. I love the shockwave, which is a throwback to the previous movie mm. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. I also just like learned from the first. Time, <laughs> indeed, yeah. they did. Uh, but the very simple line in the hammer scene when Tony's going on about how the hammer works. Yeah. And Thor just goes, yes, well, that's a very interesting theory. I, I have another simpler one. You're not worthy. <laughs> and it's just like, here we go. And if he had a mic, he would have dropped it. Yep. <laughs> and I thought he just picks it up for emphasis at the time. It's, <laughs> it's an interesting theory. But also in terms of the hammer 
pick up and that and wonderful conversations around it. Might I just point out? But if you put the hammer in an elevator <laughs> and you Man. press what does go up, hammer, you know, the elevator still goes up. Elevator's not worthy. Elevator's not worthy. Yeah, Jenna's brought up a good point. Does that mean that the coat hanger in, in 4 2 is worthy then? Should we move on to Vision? Because we, we well, need to mention him to get the through. The coat this hanger point, didn't lift Mjolnir. Mjolnir yeah. was placed on the coat hanger and didn't move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not lifting; it's holding it. It's different. Well, yeah, it's an interesting grey zone with 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 vision as well. But they have fun with it. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about vision. Let's talk about vision. Because oh let's God, talk finally, about Paul my Bethany favorite is like character. A really big film. <laughs> my favorite character in the MCU. Because longtime listeners of World One Stage One may have picked up subtle threads from things I've said about various things, that I, I enjoy transhumanist stories and yeah, and, cult, and media. And, oh my God, Vision is just wonderful. He's the epitome of what you've just said. Oh, yeah. Like, he is. And admittedly, I wasn't... I'm not going to say I dislike Vision. I'm going to say that. that. I, I, I mean, I didn't feel as... Uh, emotionally tied to him, but that's largely because he wasn't in the film. No, that's it. Like, he doesn't Very have much. an awful lot, but, like, the thing is, I mean, I'm biased because, as I mentioned, mm. I fucking love Paul Bettany. Like, like even in Wimbledon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I say this all the time. You do say this like, a lot. I always say this a lot, but, like, seriously, fucking Wimbledon is, like, a terrible film. But it's an awful film. It's an all, also a great film because <laughs> Paul Bettany just makes it. He's that good an actor man um so to see him bring vision to life was just a treat in my opinion and did have was a a, a, did have a line that i absolutely really really adored right at the end i love that line i know what you're gonna say you're unbearably naive it's just this long well i was born yesterday yes and it was it was it wasn't he makes me think of data like he makes me think of data that's why i mean it, it, it wasn't it wasn't mocking it no. wasn't um it it wasn't sort of uh, what's the word ironic or anything no. like that it was just him sort of being so fucking zen yeah so serene he is just, zen. Oh, i was born yesterday and like that's which is why i'm terrified for his future because as we all know he has a particular item of value in his forehead <laughs> yes yes he does in the mind gem yes the mind gem i wonder how Thanos <laughs> is going to get that because judging by the comics comics comics, comics <laughs> he gets it thoroughly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, also it also doesn't leave much room for like what's the good things that could happen to uh, to Jean in the future. Yeah, because doesn't she have the red gem in her bloodstream still, or did that get out of her? No. Oh no, uh, that that was the collector. Oh, oh got yeah. it. No, I thought the collector got the purple one. Oh, oh, he, he has no, both. He got both. Oh, he has both. Oh, okay, cool. No, he's got the red one because it's the um, Nova. Nova Prime's oh. got. Got the oh yeah, because specifically they didn't want to put the two in the same place. Yes, no, that's right. Silly. Yeah. Also, just I mean, I, I know I don't want to, I don't want to keep going on about character, like the few Marvel characters that weren't in this film, but my God, the amount of terror and fear that goes around these these um, Infinity Gems. Yeah, like the power they get, like it could level a city, or you know, or in Guardians of the Galaxy, like you have to have several people holding on to one to, for a few minutes, otherwise it will fucking vaporize you. And we, forget the, and we forget that, like, you know, Jane fucking essentially just 
hard-lined one into her bloodstream yeah. in Thor 2 mm. and had a, few, had a headache, had a bit of a headache. Yeah, It was destroying her from the inside out, though. It was, but you know what? It, it, it took a fucking long time to do it. I'm just going to put it out there. She's a badass. I'm just, she is a badass. Yeah, she a badass. She absolutely yeah. is a badass. That's the point I was trying to make there is all. And also, there are inconsistencies in these films. Yes, <laughs> there, there are. Absolutely. But I choose to you know what? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's just a big old comic book story arc that we all know and love that yeah. kind of thing. The collecting of all these things to one big final showdown. Yep. It's going to happen. It's also worth pointing out that uh, the different gems have different properties. That's and right. the one in Guardians of the Galaxy was outright the power gem. Yes. Yeah. So holding on to that thing, that's going to be tricky. True. But also, I mean, like, the mind gem could also level a city if handled incorrectly. Like, yes, but it doesn't mean it's going to wipe you out in the same way as the power gem. No, absolutely. But basically, these things are not to be fucked with. You see, I think that's... Uh, you, this Because I only started... I didn't know much about the Infinity story before this happened. I don't know anything about the Infinity story. Yeah, but then, like, reading up about it and seeing how, oh, yeah, well, obviously the Mind Stone is given to Loki because he's the trickster and he's all about playing games with people's minds and shit and how the power one is given to the most forgettable. Ronan. (laughs) Ronan the Destroyer, is it? No, that's the the Accuser. Ronan Ronan the Easily Forgettable. Yeah, him, whatever. Yeah. Ro- I remembered his name. Ro- right? Ronan, I mean, the, Ronan the filler villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Like, uh, I paint. Yes. I paint. Guy. That's the guy. Lee Pace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I even forgot the actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like a black hole in memory. That's it's, the it's essentially because It's because they needed someone who could still... It's, it's someone they could paint incredibly thick face paint on, particularly around the eyes, mm-hmm. that completely covers up the eyes. But they still... They need an actor who could have that and still show disapproval with their eyebrows. Yeah. So really, all you could have was Lee Pace. You mean for the ending? But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, like, yeah, that dance-off thing, you don't really need, like, the most... Like, you just need a villain to look disgracefully at them before yeah. he is then defeated by dance. I, uh, comic, comic, <laughs> comic readers in, in World 1 Stagewood, did, uh, did Juggernaut have an Infinity Gem at some point? Um... We had a gem of some description. He's, he's not gem, technically he's a mutant. He's not an infinity gem. No, yeah. his gem's, he's magic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was, so was, was, it, that... was it an infinity gem that he had? It's not an infinity gem, oh. but it's something of that level of power. It might have had something to do with the Mandarin, possibly. It was just, oh. It was a gem, not an infinity gem. It was affinity gem. Yeah, I think it, was, I think it might <laughs> have been one of the Mandarin's rings or something. No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, the nine. No, it's, it's something to do with, like... Um, well, Doctor Strange actually his level oh, of stuff. Of course, yeah, magic and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, so one's going to show up with that, is it? Ooh, yeah, maybe. That's cool. I yeah. If the Soul Gem doesn't turn up in the Doctor Strange movie, I'll be hugely surprised. Yes. I thought they said that they were planning on making that like a little more separate to the the other stuff that's going on though. I might. I mean, misread. I suppose in the same way that Guardians of the Galaxy was a bit more separate to the rest of the MCU because it's Galactic that, Marvel. Yeah, but, but there was still a gem. Yeah, but no, but that is connected because there it was a gem. It's connected, it's but it's, it's, it's connected, but it's also very separate. In like, essentially, I mean, it, it's what do you remember that conversation we had during Interstellar about how things that are really far away, cause and effect, don't really tend to play into things too much. Yeah. It's really far away, mm. so there are cause and effect, yeah. but they don't necessarily play into one another the same way we think they might do. Yeah, got the the thing, Doctor Strange is supernatural Marvel. Mm. Um, yes. 
but it is still Marvel. So yeah. Well, the other thing as well when it comes to Vision that he is basically playing the role of Adam Warlock when it comes to the Infinity to the Infinity Gems. Hmm. Because yeah, Adam because War- Adam Warlock is well in comic books it was you know, he was the host of the Mind Gem. So. Which is interesting, considering Warlock's cocoon was in Guardians of the Galaxy, so we might yeah. be seeing Adam Warlock in the films. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. But then again, Hank Pym designed Ultron. He's going to yeah. be an Ant-Man and not design Ultron. So I, I guess the movies are the movies, and we shouldn't actually predict them based on the comics. They, they have similarities, but there's sort of slight changes that keep it fun and, and fresh. I Sorry. did, however, love seeing someone, someone's, well, like, not, not quite great with Age of Ultron, but, like, it was like a... Phrased as a criticism, but you could tell like it was not sort of meant in the same way. Like saying, "Yeah, one thing I really didn't like was, was Tony Stark um, made Ultron because that's really just it, it really takes away from from Hank Pym's one thing of not being able to do anything right." <laughs> that's true. His his trope of getting everything wrong. Yeah, like marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd seen I'd seen the new Ant Man trailer. I'm intrigued to see. You. That when it comes out, yeah, we'll see. I'm, 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 I'm we'll I still see. get more and more confused when I see the Ant Man trailer. I'm like, do I? I'm, 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 I'm willing to. I want to see it just so I can see. Is this the one that they dropped the ball on? Yeah, I'm like, but I'm, I'm gonna guess so. I'm not I'm still gonna see it. About, yeah, I'm still gonna see it yeah, as well. That's, <laughs> that's the thing now. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. We're still going to give them money. We're still <laughs> going to be there. It doesn't matter anymore. It's the next one. We have to see the next one. They're clever. Vision. <laughs> Vision. I liked when he looked at Thor's cape and then he got a cape, and but then he made. Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me laugh. Yeah, that I, was wonderful. I loved everything about Vision. Yes, so I, uh, I, he's sort of the naive, uh, childlike, godlike being. Yeah. but at the same time, he clearly knows what's up. Like he, he's clearly a lot more aware than he's letting on. Hence, oh, yeah. the, it's the pivotal moment of picking up the hammer and giving it to Thor. He knows the reaction that's going to get. Like, <laughs> he's playing himself off as the sort of like ah oh, eyes of a child and whatnot. But the, he's smarter than everyone. Yeah, but that's there. it. He's he's just thought to himself. Well, because none of them trust him in that yeah. moment that he's in, because they think he's going to be another Ultron. So he's like, well, fucking, I'll do this then. Man, and he's be- literally doing it whilst downplaying that, you know, they're, they're, there's no way that he can make them trust him. He doesn't want to force them, is the yeah. message yeah. he's sending as he's lifting up the hammer. Oh, it's this so beautifully manipulative moment. Yeah. And it's not it's it's not meant to be sort of seen as this big thing. It's just him handing the hammer, and it's like yeah. this has the by the, the sort of by effect. This the side effect of making you trust me. Yeah, he's just like you know what this means. Yeah, let's fucking go. But I don't need to tell yeah. you what this means. Yeah, exactly. And that was really, really, really well handled. Really well done. Nah, I just I love that he is born and immediately starts contemplating his own nature. Yeah, yeah. Because immediately he's challenged as being an Ultron creation. He's an, he's a child of Ultron, mm-hmm. um, and he's and they're like, which side are you on? And he's like, hmm, I don't think it's that simple. Yeah, because it, it isn't. It's because uh, there are so many different sides. Civil War is coming. Um, also, can I just quickly ask? Then, if I made this up in my own head, he's made of vibranium, vibranium isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. He's made of vibranium that has been uh, bound to living tissue. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like it was a, an alloy with tissues. Because yeah. in this, we see Doctor Cho. She has this um, device that can sort of create a body, 
and it's creating a living body and Ultron adapts it to feed vibranium in as one of the ingredients. So he has this, it's a living body that is an an organic vibranium alloy, essentially. Yeah. So he has a living body made of part vibranium. Oh. Which is weird, but... Yeah. But it's, it's weird, a, yeah. but oh man, he like he he has jumped he jumped straight up the list for me in terms of favorites as well. Like, um, I mean, obviously, I gushed about Paul Bettany for a while, but I mean, in all fairness, the character is brilliant, and this is coming from I, I mean, I I didn't really know an awful lot about Vision, if I'm honest. Like, uh, I knew who who he was, but I didn't wasn't aware of his uh, sensibilities, as it were. Um, and oh my god, he's just awesome. Yeah. He, I god. love the fact that he is Vision. He's called Vision because he was Ultron's vision of the perfect body. Yeah. And he's Thor. He's yeah, Thor's the- vision. He was Tony Stark's vision. Yeah. He is literally the amalgamation of all these visions coming mm. together. He is Vision. Mm. And like, and because of that, he, he is like the epitome of what c- can be achieved. And in a way, kind of makes him a better Superman than Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I realized what, in, a, in some adaptations. I anyway. think I realized what my problem, not my problem with with Vision is. I think I realized what my my obstacle was in in Vision being like tippity top in my head. Well, uh, in the film, yeah, yeah, okay. Is that Vision is is a, a super? It's essentially a super advanced AI gaining consciousness and self awareness. And and um, like yeah, questioning its own existence and, and the world around it. Mm. And it is competing in that sort of slot in this film with Ultron. Right. I fucking love Ultron. I fucking love Ultron. <laughs> but the thing is, he's he's more than that because he's he also is. a product of magic. Yeah, you know, he is. He is literally um, Thor's line from Thor. You know. Uh, I come from a place where they are both the same thing. One yeah. and the same, yeah. Yeah, he is magic comes science. Exactly, they are. They are different. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like, oh, they're exactly. They're just AIs that uh, you know made different choices and whatnot. But essentially, he is. You know, from his from the get go, is like the, the the AI consciousness and whatnot being put into a into a new body. I was just about to say that Jack's a racist to AIs. I am. <laughs> They're all the same. God damn. <laughs> like multi-neuron biochemical. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some kind of slur. I need to make up a slur for AIs. God damn glitches. There's plenty in sci-fi. I just can't think of it yeah. right now. Um, but yes, but I mean, fucking James Spader, man. Oh man! Every and, speaking of every line is gold. Every line was delivered like he was every Shakespeare villain. Yes, blended together. He had the whole kind of Macbeth kind of thing on the it's, throne. It's just his little little yeah little oh. mentioning lines, just like the the whole I I you know so that's that's what I like geometry of belief. Mm. And, mm. Like, <sighs> and I I really liked that Vision's response to Ultron was. I like the guy. I respect him. I respect what he is, but yeah, he has to go. Yeah, it wasn't you know. Oh, I hate him and I want to kill him. It was unfortunately he has to go, and you yeah. can see this kinship he has with him. And every time they get to interact, 
Oh yeah, like the I would watch the whole film in, with just those two in in the forest with the, with the Rector Ultron unit. Yeah, and it's one and, of my favorite lines from Vision. Is the I suppose we are both disappointments. Yeah, and it, oh man, it's uh, and in fact his first line to him is just you're afraid of death. And, you are the last one. Was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. You're afraid of you, of death. And it's oh, it's, uh, their interactions are just fucking wonderful. And that's why it's going to make it really cool with Thanos and the whole death thing, you know, mm. like because he's going to. Oh. And to me, Vision feels like. Doc Manhattan, if he had optimism. Yes! Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> There's this wonderful line about Brilliant. humanity when Ultron says, you know, why do you protect them? They're so brief. And he goes, well, a thing does not have value because it lasts. Mm. It's well, an honour to be among them. That's where you're, you're, unbelie- you're unbelievably naive, or insufferably mm. naive. Um... Can I also say one thing of Ultron? Yeah. Dat ass. My God. <laughs> the, the hip wiggle. The, the, the booty. The robooty. The robooty. Like, what the? I was, I, I mean, I, admittedly, I, I didn't know if this was just me because of my own potential, you know, my own personal leanings and whatnot. But... Well, straight, straight as a girder, but like, I noticed. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't look away. It was like a perfectly sculpted train wreck. Yeah, like... <laughs> that's one thing I really liked as well. Him ripping through himself to reveal his new version. Oh, that was quite fun. I was like, that's yeah, cool. What doesn't kill me? And then it's, it's halfway through his own line. He interrupts himself to break his own face. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to admit, so, oh. he makes his point. Oh, God, yeah. Everything... Oh, oh man. <laughs> He's very cool. And I like his little after his Iron Man-esque after, like burners on his back mm. and how they were quite, they were quiet. They yeah. were like, like Iron Man's rockety kind of sound. Yeah. It was like just a hum. And he sort of just hovers there. And his, he had like, really he had Bond villain-esque like mocking yes. to him. Like Iron Man finally tracks him down during the scene on the, on the, on the ship, like outside. And it, as he's down, he's like, the vibranium's getting away. Yeah. And, he's all, and also when he goes, and oh, he, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you asked, so now I can explain my, my evil, evil plan. plan. And they're just planning. <laughs> that was brilliant. Every line is gold, but it's also, <laughs> it's just, my radio's getting away. And it's like, you know, I've got you. So, yeah, but I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here. I'm everywhere. Oh, Which is why they shouldn't have killed him. You know, it's like, I've got you here. You know, it's like, yes, but you should probably be more like Dr. Banner. The only yeah. reason... Uh, to believe they killed him off is Vision's line of "You are the last." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we and don't know can... that. As I said, um, he's data. He could have a backup. Yeah. yeah. Christ, Ultron in the comics never goes away for very long. It's true. He's 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 come back again recently. I'd be very, 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 very surprised if, given the glorious amount of praise heaped on James Bader for this, that they they keep him out for long. And Marvel's need for villains in the in the movies. We still got Loki. <laughs> oh yay! Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't dislike. I'm going to say I don't. We, none of us, I think, here dislike Loki. No, none he's of us great. Tom he's great when he's used well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, he's been the villain in what three films now? Yeah, I almost expected him to turn up in this one for a bit. I love Loki. I he hate that he's overused. Mm. <laughs> you don't need what? to overuse any villain. I think even. I mean, I think he it was, was going to be in this films. movie. Oh. He was, he was one it. of the many things that got cut. Yeah. Yes. I don't I don't think I think it would take a few more films for me to get sick of him, but even Ultron, if he got overused, would, would do my head in. 
Yeah, exactly. Like no, anything no, anything maybe, over maybe you. 10 or 12 films. This is why I'm hoping when the next X-Men film comes out, mm-hmm. the Apocalypse yeah, one, Apocalypse. I'm really hoping that then that'll be when the deal is struck like they've done with Spider-Man. I think it's going to happen and I think we'll have X-Men, in which case we could then have uh, House of M deal with Magneto. Perhaps. Yeah, that'd be or really interesting Do- as well for House of M. Yes. Just for the fact that uh, Vision is part organic this time. Yes. Mm. And then even more thing. And can you imagine if we had um, the Avengers versus X-Men run so then we could have Hope Summers. AVX. Yes. I love Hope Summers and the whole battle erupting just because of her. Like mutant wish listing for future movement. Mutant mutant. Yeah. <laughs> wish listing, man. Um, it's about as mutant and wishlisty as it gets, considering uh, there is no legal deal in place. Yeah, but soon, like, I hope, because can you imagine it? Can you imagine? Because then they could do Secret War when they have everyone, and Secret War would just blow my mind. <laughs> I'll be honest, it doesn't actually excite me the idea that we could see x-men avengers crossovers actually kind of worries me because i think that's one of the crossover events that annoys the hell out of me in marvel because it's done too often Mm. i think i'm uh, yes correct but i think i'm more excited that they will have the freedom to do so i i i think Avengers films definitely do not need more characters. <laughs> no, <laughs> they have more characters, on especially not, especially not. A well, they have. They don't um, because that lineup at the end is the new lineup. Uh, it's been confirmed. It is the last time that the Avengers, as they were in the first film, will fight as a group. Yep. And I'm going to say this about the the new Avengers. Holy shit! But damn, what a lineup! Are you telling me in Infinity War they're not all going to go at it? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. No, I don't believe you. <laughs> I put money on it. I put money on it. Right, this this instant. Oh yeah, Cap might die. Well, Cap will die in Civil War. I bet he comes back. Well, of course, well, Cap does come back. Yes, that's the thing, but but he'll he's and dead. then they will, and then when he comes back, they will all unite at the end of Infinity War Part 2 and they will all take down Thanos. That's what's going to happen. I can foresee RDJ leaving. Yep. Uh, he's an easy guy to replace. They already have War Machine. Yep. Uh, I can foresee Cap dying and being replaced by Bucky. either Falcon or Bucky. But I agree with that. I don't think it's easy. I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is an easily replaceable commodity. I don't think no, he's no, still no, 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 guy. In terms of not Robert Downey Jr., the actor but bringing the his point. charisma to the films... The the role within the team of the Avengers of the Iron Man can okay, be replaced okay. by War yeah, Machine fine, very easily. Fine. Okay, as in they have another guy with a suit is literally yes. all I meant. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Vision has already shown he can use the hammer. So yep. Yep. Yeah. And then you've got we could Star- have Robo Thor. And then you've got Scarlet Witch can do whatever the fuck she wants, so- including the Vision. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh- Ooh. Yes, that happens. Awesome. They, they are, are a couple. They are a couple. Um, so yeah, I've got. To, I've also got to say, like, just just for for representation and whatnot. Oh yeah, it's great. New Avengers. Mm-hmm. Look at the old event. Well, I say the old Avengers. You know, essentially the current original, the original, original the original four in the MCU. Yeah. that gets all confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, you mostly see as white guys. Yeah. So you got like two blonde-haired, blue-eyed guys. Yep. 
but I mean, they're all they're all there's four white guys. Yep. New I'm one. Liberal, but oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. right. <laughs> of the people added to the new lineup, because you've still got yeah. Cap and Black Widow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But of the people added to the lineup, how many of them are white guys? If you take it by characters, none. Mm. By actors, one. But by yeah. characters, none. Yeah. And even um, by actors, <laughs> it's one. Yeah. And that's... his character is green. And red and yellow. And red. Vision's red, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And a robot. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you've got you've got um, Scarlet Witch, you've got War Machine, you've got Falcon. Mm. Yes, please. It's going to be so cool. Like this is what this is another like point that I loved about um, Age of Ultron was it really felt to me like a comic book. I know that sounds stupid. Yes. But- no, have, it, it doesn't at all. I was actually going to say... To have the little kind of, just like a momentary like show of... Uh, uh, sorry, oh, what's his... War Machine. Chirp. Just for a little bit, you yeah. know? Uh, and then he's fighting along. And then Falcon isn't there for a little bit. And just like those little shows. And then yeah. you have like the obvious splash panel, um, like, but shots now did, when they're going around in a circle it, and it's it showing felt, the fight. It felt like, like when, when Falcon is talking to Cap, when they go upstairs, yeah. he's yeah. going, "No, no, man, I'm, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm more than happy talking about, you know, looking into our uh, missing persons case." I felt like a fucking little tiny box should appear in the top left hand side of the screen saying, "See Captain America." See Captain America. So I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes. yes." Sorry, Simon. What were you going to say? I was going to say, "There's one shot in this um, that has defined for me comic book movie. It could not have been comic book come to life any harder." And that is the three combined beams firing yes. at Ultron. Oh. Yes. Oh my god, it was so cool. And oh, Scarlet Witch pulling his heart out, and it felt like that. It yeah. it was a it was a it was a double page splash panel comic book mm. moment. Oh my god! And there was a couple of those. There were shots where I was just like. This is a double page splash. There was yeah. the party scene establishing shot. Mm. There's a double pager. Yeah. And there yeah, was little bits underneath saying who they are. And yeah. Uh, the reveal was, of the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Sokovia being lifted from the ground. Oh. And you just saw these as just With double page art pieces. Probably going for a ride. Yeah. Uh-huh. Slow mo. a bit of the group at the beginning. Yeah. Absolutely. That, I mean, you're right. They slow mode. They freeze framed it to show you this is the double page panel. Yep. Yeah, you open it and they're all <laughs> flying. And, 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 and even ones, any ones that you can tell are a couple, like a couple of long thin panels across a page of uh, Quicksilver running with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bit was amazing. Hulk, Hulk, simple uh, joke but back, what? Yep. So would be a three, a three thing. Yep, like Just, three oh, panels. All, all of all of Quicksilver's fights. Quicksilver's amazing. Gorgeous. Just just his little kind of sucker punch to cap. Yeah, just running past. Like he just run past and just nails him. The first thing he does is catching an arrow out of midair. Yeah. And then just bitch slapping uh, um, Hawkeye. And they just didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. And also, like, for the much of the the comedy quip character that Quicksilver could have been, when. uh, What's it called? Uh, when, 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 When Ultron says, you know, you don't see the big picture. Yeah. And he has, and it, I, I've, I'd forgotten about it by the time I'd like I'd taken in all of it the first time round. Second time round, it really stuck with me. It's him saying, "I don't see the big picture. I have a small picture. I keep it 
you're locked away and you know i look at it sometimes i, well, like, I look at it every night yeah and also my god how horror factory is <laughs> is their their sort of backstory why they hate dark how yeah. nightmare fuel is that for three days they looked at the name stark, stark and waited for it to die and it's waited for like, you know, days we waited for tony stark to kill us yeah that's it holy shit that was just right yes. in the fucking cockerel like that it was. gives that that's why People were worried about what their motivation was going to be. And it was just that line. Yeah. And it's like, mm, two days we wait for Tony yeah. Stark to kill us. Done. Yeah, that'll do Done. it. <laughs> and I really like the reminder that, yeah, you've been watching him for film after film after film, and he's the fun, charismatic, oh, yeah, no weapons designer. Just let's yeah. not forget, weapons let's not virtually. forget arms dealer. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it wasn't, like, if they'd said the, the bomb dropped down and it, like, killed their, their parents. Mm. Uh, like, oh, tragic, but, you know, comic book movie tragic. But mm. the fact that they were buried under the rubble and the bomb was there and mm. it didn't go off and like the rubble and everything they thought was going to set it off and like, oh my god, that was fucking horrific. Just like and and it's and as they're explaining it, just ultra like I think Sam Scarlet Witch like tries to stop him from stop Quicksilver from getting angry about it. Yeah, and and Ultron just say no, no, continue. Like he is. So he was so fucking empathetic yeah. to begin with. Because well, he, he, he knows how to nurture. That's, that's it, because he's a genius. He, like, he, now, he knows how to nurture but was he stri- particular things was in his- people to make them do what he wants. Was he stringing them along, though, or was he entirely on the level? Well, at the end, he kind of says that, you know, at the end of the day, they've served, that, served their purpose. So it kind of no, insinuates. He, no, that's the thing is he doesn't. He says, well, please does. don't do this. Oh. He, he really wants them to, to be on his side, to, to understand. Admittedly, it would mean that they would have to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. yeah. Because he says, like, humanity, essentially the evolution of humanity is to create robotic life, mm. which it did through Tony Stark creating Ultron. Ultron then wipes out the human race in an extinction um, event, mm. and the, the evolution of the human race is... To, Ultron is then the, the dominant species of the planet. Well, it's the evolution yeah. of life. Uh, yeah. He wants to leave Earth pristine so that life can evolve all over again. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't fully understand why no one else can see the big picture, and they're all being so selfish by not wanting to sacrifice themselves for the big picture. And it just makes him angry. <laughs> yeah, but to begin with, he's very empathetic, and I think yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's what causes the problem: is that he's trying to help. Yeah. He that is that's it's, it's in a nutshell like every AI horror story. He's trying to help. He's here to help. It's yeah. Clue in Tron saying, "Am I still to create the perfect society?" Mm. Oh yeah, and you know it's ah, oh, it's it's about that he is trying to help, and his way of helping, he comes to the conclusion that he has to basically just drop a, an Eastern European nation on the world. Sorry, Which, perfect system. I always get that quote yeah. wrong. Which is. Like an uh, epic set piece to end the film. Um, it's not bad as these things go. Yeah, like because at first, like I, I, I admit this. Like when I, when me and Jack first spoke about it the first time, I missed the whole thing about um, how you know the sequence for the nukes kept scrambling. Because the first thing that I thought of was, why doesn't he just use nukes? To do this, and he tried, I didn't because I, I knew Vision I was coming, yeah. and I actually I I twigged straight away that that was Jarvis. Yeah, I was every time they mentioned that they had an ally in the net, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing one thing I will say about the the final set piece, I really wish they'd focused on, and maybe it is in the, in the extended cut, 
is that they really don't make enough of like when Cap says, uh, even I can tell the air's getting thin up here. And, oh, yeah. and that scene goes on for a lot longer after that. Mm-hmm. But no one has any problems. That's one thing I will say. The Avengers never seem to have too much difficulty in the actual fighting. I'll tell and you who should have had fucking problems, and that's Quicksilver. Yeah. You imagine the amount of oxygen that guy needs to metabolize to keep going. <laughs> and you, you, know, you see, don't you, just how knackered he gets. And, you know, super, superpowers, on, like, superpowers are all mind-based. So Scarlet Witch... Physically speaking, mm. she's she's not. She's just a teenage girl. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hawkeye and and Black Widow, they are shield trained, but they are human, and like it's it's specifically Ooh, well, mm, Black Widow, well, uh, not in the comics. Yes, but in, in MCU, as far as we know. Um, but you got Steve, who is a super soldier, saying, you know, even I can tell the air's getting pretty thin up here. Like if he's pointing out that it's becoming an issue, yeah. and yet. Like the quote unquote regular humans. Yeah. I agree. Like there are some there are some times where they it doesn't seem like Yeah, they sort of forget that they've added that line in. Yeah. Uh, and just with the, some of the fighting in general, like it never seems to them to be they're never kind of that bothered that they're in a fight. Mm. They're they're certainly not Matt Murdock. They're oh, certainly God. not are they? Oh man, I was I six episodes <laughs> six episodes into Daredevil now. Oh I'm sold. Oh I'm sold. Have you finished it, Simon? Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. Oh. I still need to watch it. Yeah, oh yes, you do. I <laughs> suggest you do so. Oh, I love it. One one minor issue with Asian stereotyping. Uh, well, no, a couple of issues with Asian stereotyping. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I've um, to an article about um, anti-Asian racism in in Daredevil the series, which I need to oh, read yeah. once, once, I, once I finish watching it because obviously spoilers and whatnot. I so. mean, it's really hard to get into Daredevil and deal with the hand and the chase and not go down that path. Is the problem? Mm. But beyond that, brilliant, brilliantly done. But let's not do let's talk about that. Yep. No, let's not. It's just that I was pointing out that Matt Murdock does seem to struggle with his fights. He yeah. sure does. But not as much as you'd expect a blind man to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He does yeah. pretty well, considering. He's pretty goddamn. <laughs> um, and I'm, I am really hoping for a Matt Murdock appearance in Civil War. Well, I, I certainly hope so, because to do Civil War, you need to have enough people that it's worth saying let's register them, because right now there's like six and they're already registered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Well, uh, Bucky's not registered. No, he's not. Uh, I yeah. can't wait for him to come back. Oh, oh. he was like a oh. breath of fresh air. Oh, like, Ultron almost made me forget my Bucky boner. Uh, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is, why couldn't we have both? That will happen, I reckon, at some point. Basically, just like even if it's even if it's just an arm, I just I clearly have a thing for killer robots. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking metal arm. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Um, I want Bucky to make a comment about how many arms got lost in Phase Two. <laughs> oh my god, he needs to go up with. He needs to team up with Claw. That's oh thing, wasn't it? Was because it started off in Iron Man Three when Tony cuts off Killians. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Then it's... Oh, you're also losing his in Avengers 2. You've got Bucky losing his. Yeah. 
Ultron loses a bunch of. Things. Oh, like Ultron loses everything. <laughs> but Ulysses Claw is is the arm removal in uh, Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's the one? What's the other one? It's uh, there's another one. I can't remember which one it is. Well, it's all of them. It's every single film has it. Uh, Killian loses it. Loki's gets cut off in a illusion in no, no, the no, Dark no. World. No, Thor, no, Thor's gets cut off, not Loki. Sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Thor, Loki makes it look off, like yeah. Thor's come off, uh, comes off. That's Bucky, Bucky loses his on screen in the Winter Soldier. Although it's a flashback. Alex, Alex mentioned one. Does Nebula lose her arm? Uh, no, Gamora cuts off Groot's. Oh, yes. Oh, well, there you go. But there is a Guardian's arm loss. A Guardian's arm. Yeah, loss. yeah. Groot loses his and looks at it sadly. And Rocket goes, "You'll grow back." Um, <laughs> yeah, there's one in every movie. All of this is basically, re- or at least every sort of franchise within the the, the, the MCU. Um, all of this is, is reminding me of like because now I'm going to start running a game of mutants and masterminds again. I looked up, <laughs> I looked up like the, the best heroes that the internet cr- could create from mutants and masterminds. Someone spent all of their points on the multiple on the uh, multiple limbs ability, <laughs> and they created Ball of Arms Man, three hundred and sixty degrees of punch. <laughs> nice. His you need more is, than an arm to throw a punch, though. A good punch is thrown with hips, body, and everything. But that's the thing. He's just a constantly spinning 360-degree ball of arms, man. Yeah, so he's not, mostly... He's a ball bit as well. It's mostly yes. slapping rather than punching. Yes, but still effective. Can you imagine being slapped by that? It's mostly a constantly regenerating number of arms. His backstory is that he is a sentient, uh, a sentient dimensional rift between our world and the elemental plane of arms. <laughs> Which reminds me, he'd be right at home in, in the MCU with the amount of arm removals going and on. And technically, the most difficult monster to fight ever in D and D three point five is just a creature made of arms. It's named like the Tree of something, and it has like a hundred arms, and huh. get, they all each arm gets full attacks, and it each has like a sword. I'll show you it. It's yeah, Anyway, <laughs> well, basically, what we're saying is, did George Lucas have a hand in the MCU? That's all. <laughs> there's a lot of like or a hand. Lost. Yeah, there's a list. Yeah. yeah, lots of. Well, no, the the arms getting cut off is a deliberate reference to Star Wars because Disney oh. do own both, and Kevin Feige is a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah and this yeah. is their second phase. This is their Empire Strikes Back. So everyone loses an arm. And this is what I was going. That was my. I'd say my. We're obviously ending on a high, but I, I thought we were going to have a bit more of an Empire Strikes Back on our hands with Ultron. But then I realized that I'm hoping we're having that with Civil War. Yeah, with the whole. I really, I love him, Ultra but I really yeah. want Cap to die because it'll put, it'll make no 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 no, no. Yeah, 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 it'll yeah. make it really interesting though. I want drama. I don't want everything to be safe. I'm gonna, I want I'm gonna point to this out. Fucked. MCU. My favorite, as much as I love Bucky, as much as I love Ultron, my favorite character is and probably always will be Cap. I think Captain America is my absolute. Is my heart Which I never would have guessed. Into the, into the, really? Yeah, I would never. Have I actually that. didn't know if that was sarcasm or not. No, 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 oh, okay. I would never, before, like, we've had, I would know now, because yeah, yeah, I know you love Winter Soldier and shit, but, like, before, hmm. like, that, I, like, say, like, from, before we'd even watch these films, yeah, I would yeah. never have guessed now that your favourite character would be Captain America. I wouldn't have guessed it would be anyone's, because, oh, certainly not anyone of my friends here in this yeah. country, because Captain America mm. is such an American patriotic character being done yeah. by an American studio 
And we didn't know how the Marvel movies were going to turn out at first. Yeah. Mm. I really foresaw that one to be a hard sell outside of America. But they've done something amazing with Chris Evans as Captain America. I love the guy. Magical. Yeah, he is amazing. amazing. But the thing is, like, I love Captain America. I think Captain America is literally my favorite thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But let me put this this way. If he doesn't die in Civil War, I'm going to fucking riot. Yeah. <laughs> If they cannot put that shotgun on the mantelpiece, yeah. if they are not going to fucking put it in Cap's mouth. Oh, and there are all the rumours that, you know, uh, Chris Evans' contract expires. He's going into directing, isn't he? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. He's not signed up to do more. Sebastian Stan is signed up to do so many more. Like 11 more films look ridiculous like that. Like, oh, I, I lo- also, I love Sebastian Stan. I really, I love, I really love what the twist of how it's going to be that, um, obviously, this, because, uh, wait, what, um, who gave him his arm? Was it, the, it was Hydra, wasn't it? Oh, it was, um, oh, uh, what's his Were they Russians? I can't remember. No, no, it was Hydra. It was that guy who became uh, the computer system. Oh, um, yeah, that guy that I love. Um, Armin Zola. Zola. Yes, Zola, Zola, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say um, Zemo then, but that's the guy with the pink socket. But I love the idea of this guy who's been um, made from that end of the Marvel spectrum, you know, the bad end, you yeah. know, is now going to become the fucking star-spangled man well, to be with us past. He, spends, he actually, I mean, Bucky does, in the comics anyway, spend a little bit of time after Cap's death tracking down anyone that tries to be Captain America and breaking their fucking neck. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Doesn't he have a star on his arm? Yeah, he's got a red star. See, it's, just, it's, still, it's there already. That's symbolic, isn't it? Mm. He has the star ready to become the new star-spangled man. Except it's a Soviet star. No, but it's still yeah. a star. <laughs> um, but yes, like they've, they've brought in, they've got crossbones because uh, Rumlow yes, got, back, isn't got he? melted at he the end of... going to pull the trigger. Yep. Yeah. So he'll be doing that. It's ready. Basically what I'm saying is, if Cap doesn't die, oh, I'm, I'm going to be more pissed off than ever before. Do you know what I'd love? I would love there to be a scene where Crossbones is getting ready to like pull the trigger on Cap or whatever, mm-hmm. and but Cap's either distracted uh, and will take the shot. But I would love it if Hawkeye mm-hmm. saw that this was going to happen and missed. Huh. I I don't know. It doesn't really add anything for me, but. No, like, can you imagine the guilt? Oh, I, I can. I need- You're the one that could have stopped Captain America from being killed. Where were um, you guys? Where did, where did Hawkeye fall on the um, on Civil War? Was he pro or anti registration? Well, we don't know in the movies. Everyone could go no, no, completely I mean, differently in, in terms of the comics. He was Shield, so I'm sure he was pro registration. I can't remember. Uh, a lot of people did leave Shield at the time, yeah, um, for that very reason. But I don't remember. Like, I don't remember Hawkeye being mentioned as being one who left. So I assume he stayed, but he doesn't really get mentioned. Hawkeye from the comics, I suspect would. Well, Hawkeye's one of the ones that you know he doesn't have a secret hide because everyone already knows who he is. Yeah, but so does so does Cap. Yeah, but Cap's the reason Cap was against it because it. Goes against the American. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. But like, he still he is already essentially registered. Like everyone yeah. knows who he is because you know war hero and all that. I don't think it's going to be so much about knowing who they are though in the film though, is it? Because like it, it's everyone more, knows it, who it's, they it's are. It's less about secret. It's going to be less about secret identity. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to be more about um, control and regulation. Yeah, 
We're still work. Oh, absolutely. Well, we don't know. We don't know what it's going to be about. No, no, that, that's also entirely, entirely true. I as, just, it's as likely long as, that it won't. <laughs> as long as we get, I mean, because they're bringing in Spider-Man for the MCU. Yeah, they are. They? Yes. As long as we get a scene where Spider-Man reveals himself as Peter Parker, <laughs> yes. and then we have J. Jonah Jameson flipping backwards in his chair with his coffee <laughs> everywhere. I paid Spider-Man! <laughs> See, I'm I'm hoping I'm not hoping this, but it would make me laugh and laugh and laugh. Right, the next Thor film is Ragnarok. Yeah. Which if you go with the mythological terminology huh? is a big fucking deal. You know, it's yes. the end of the world event. Yep. Now, there's another use of the word Ragnarok in Marvel Comics Thor history, and we've got civil war between now and then. Yeah. Ragnarok was the name given to the robot that they built that looked and acted like Thor because Thor wasn't around to oh, pretend shit, to be Thor throughout the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> what if the next yeah. movie is just about robot Thor? Yeah, because Tony, does Tony build it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and he's a clone, you know he's a clone you know isn't he? I'm, I'm not going to lie, they have sort of paved the way for that with robots lifting Yolner. Yes, they have. So what if they just make robot Thor, or robo-clone Thor, and have him... Be the star of the next Thor movie. Holy shit! It would be one of the best curveballs ever. That yeah. would be amazing. What's the name of the other Thor that looks at, like has kind of like a bit of a, uh, a horse face? Oh, that's Peter Ray Bill, and he's not uh, another Ray Thor, Ray. but he has carried the hammer. I meant because he he wears the same sort of armor, really. That's why I meant. It. I didn't mean he's actually Thor. Um, has, I like him. I want him to show up. But what I assume is that Ragnarok is going to be a bunch of people in a darkened room wearing um, cattle skulls and having an orgy and laughing. Whilst, yeah, whilst whilst Idris Elba cackles, cackles madly. I love Idris Elba. I can't wait for it. I'm yeah. watching that for Idris Elba. Yeah, I'm watching everything for Idris Elba. Even, True, even yeah. stuff he's not in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where is he? <laughs> like, I could watch a terrible film, and at the end of it, like someone goes, "Oh, that's a piece of shit." And I go, "Yeah, but Idris Elba still exists. He still so, exists." So you know, and there was potential he could have turned up. Yeah, we live in hope. I need to show you that music video in a minute. Really, really, really good. Um, is the song good? Uh, <laughs> it depends. Yeah. It depends what your taste is. Fair enough. Doesn't matter. Love of the light. That's called. Cool. So Age of Ultron. I think we actually, you know what? I think we did a really good job of actually doing kind of quite a good um, movie structure with this podcast. Uh, not only has it lasted like over three hours. So yeah, you could have like actually watched the, the film in less time. We yeah. could have watched The Lord of the Rings. Um, but we had like a sort of like a strong opening. And then we went somewhere serious where we tackled some kind of important issues. And I got emotional. And we all, you know, I think we all got emotional. We had, we had a battle, yeah. No, no, I, no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't no. disagree no. with what you were saying. Exactly, but I didn't disagree with you. But we sort of, like, you had, we had our own civil war, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really understated civil war. Yeah, it was man. a bit rubbish, but yeah. We were quite polite about it. <laughs> um, very, very civil war. Yeah, a very civil war. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then at the end, we, you know, have a triumphant kind of finish where we basically just motorboat this film. Okay. <laughs> Interesting choice of words well, no, there, but yeah. Love it. it's great. So, going back to your earlier thing, Simon, um, so having like re, like uh, revisited the whole film and had a chat about it, do you still th say it is a good film? Yes, it's a good film, not without its problems. And would you still recommend it? I would. So would I. All right.
Yep. Mr. Irish? Yep. Cool. I agree. Not the strongest. Yeah. It's not it's it's, it's not, a, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe's strongest entry, but it's definitely worth a watch. No, so going into it, I said, you know, I don't know is you know, it's gonna have to do something amazing to beat Guardians, in my opinion. Yeah, Guardians is still my strongest film. Yeah. For me it's still Winter Soldier. I think I think, I think Winter, Winter Soldier's right up there, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think this I think Ultron, for me, uh does actually manage to beat out Avengers Assemble. For me. I think me too. Uh, um, me too. But that's entirely, entirely on the, the strength of the villains. Yeah. Yep. And I think the inclusion of Vision as well, the new Avengers. Um, yeah. I, I think it beats Avengers Assemble for me as well, but it is down to Spader. Yep, it's down yeah. to Paul Bettany. Yeah, it's down to Elizabeth Olsen. Yep, it, it is people who weren't there last time round. Yep. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Actually, yeah. it's just their their addition has made it stronger. Absolutely, and that's something I would not have expected. Like, if you told me, "Hey, Jack, Avengers two, yeah, we're going to throw more people into it, and that's going to make it better," I would not at all have gathered that. Yeah. Nebula did, in fact, lose a hand in, uh, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm told. Alex Disconnect- <laughs> disconnected her own mechanical hand. Yeah, she, she disconnected her own. She didn't yeah. have it cut off. Okay, fair enough. Uh, or but torn off. She did lose a limb or like a... She, yeah. And in a sword, uh, right? Gamora did cut Groot's arm off. Yes, I think if we're looking for the someone got their arm torn off. If if for those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> for how many limbs lost? Yeah. So... There we go. Like it's a really. Although at the same time, Groot did grow it back, so maybe Nebulas does count more than Groot's. I, if you add them together, it comes to to one. Someone definitely lost a hand in that film. Yeah. I don't think it counts because, like, you know, lots of people that lose their hand. Like, yeah. Nebulas was already robotic, yeah. and Groot's grew back. They're both kind of caveated. But remember that time that Bucky had his arm taken off, and like Shields took his his uh, his robotic arm and started doing tests on it, and then it went mental and started killing people and hanging out in the, vent- the ventilation shafts. That was great. It was not great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty terrible one. Yeah, wow. Bucky's arm went and started murdering shield scientists. It was fucking stupid. That's an angel joke, evil hand. Evil hand. For anyone who has, listens to this who is what are angels, a- angels, angels, evil hand. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'll say. So it's yeah. a really weird final thought we've come to, like final conclusion we've come to in this. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Um, see Age of Ultron, but be aware that it has its flaws. Hmm. Um, but just go into it accepting that you're going to see that. Unless, you know, based on what we said. I mean, obviously, we're going to assume that most people that are listening to this show have seen the film. Otherwise, we've already spoiled most of it for you. Um, unless you're the sort of person that doesn't mind that. But basically... There and is to those people, I will re-emphasize, you could have watched the movie in less time. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, we've been talking for a really long time. And I'm, I'm, I'm up in about five hours to go to London, so... Yeah. You're coming to London. I'm going to London for work, for training. Ooh. Uh-huh. I am, I am going to have about 15 minutes free if you want to go grab a coffee at London Paddington, though. <laughs> it depends when those 15 minutes lie within the day. Uh, between half four and 4.45. That will not be doable for me. Fair enough. <laughs> thought I would mention it, though. 
Um, I would also extend that to any listeners, but I suppose this episode is going to air after I've been there. So. Yeah. Um, and it's worth saying that um, we, we've had problems with Joss's characterization and over-Jossing the script. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, that won't be a problem in future. This was Joss's last film with Marvel. Yeah. The Russos, Russos will be taking over the Avengers films. And the after... Brought... The men that brought you, you, me, and Dupree. But also Civil War. Oh, sorry, Winter Soldier. And they'll also be bringing you Civil and War. And they will be bringing us Civil War. So I'm, I'm, I'm entirely okay with this. Yeah. I'm super excited just looking at the, the Wikipedia information for the two films and that they are... Exactly the same, except for the cast. Yeah, they just lack Thor and uh, Hulk. Yeah, you know, it's just a case of, you know, directors, producers, sets, music. Everyone, everyone who worked on Civil War is working. Uh, everyone who worked on Winter Soldier is working in Civil War. Yeah, I'm so super keen for that. Because my God, Winter Soldier. Oh. I, I think it's going to be more akin to a Winter Soldier as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's going to be it's a form of paranoia and yeah. and, and uh, the, the political. It's uh, the right uh, film for them to do. Yeah, they oh god, yes, what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Like as much as we say, like as much as I have said, DC they take risks and ultimately they tend to fail at it. Like Marvel, <laughs> I was hoping we could go through this yeah. without talking about DC. But oh, basically, we started yeah. with Suicide Squad. But, but the Russos, they clearly know what they're doing, and they are clearly very, very good at it. They are. They know what they're doing, and also, you know, more Sebastian Stan. So I, I'm so okay with this. He's great. Yeah, I yes, I would. Um, yes. My opinion with DC is that they should just stick to animated. Yep. Stick with they do well in animated. Watch Batman versus Robin from the DC animated uh, collection now. I do. Well, so watch Watch Age of Ultron now, and watch Age of Ultron. Obviously, do you probably have if you've got yeah, this? They can, far. Watch, they can watch it again. Yeah, go they, watch, they can watch another Marvel movie instead. As it's, as it's out yeah, soon. Or, or go watch Age of Ultron now with our, our commentary that has opened your mind. Or you could be listening to this in preparation for our episode on Civil War or Infinity War. Oh yeah, in the future, in and, which, you're, and you're re- refreshing yourself you're, you're actually on hearing, our yeah, stuff. You're actually hearing this uh, through the implant that uh, <laughs> that SoundCloud has uh, installed in your brain. Do you mean the Tories? We're not allowed to talk about politics. That's true. Well, <laughs> I forgot. We're not allowed I mean, to talk about politics in this country anymore. It's been clamped down on. Yes, yeah, true. It's true. See, last time, see, I just remember the last time the politics came up at World War Stage 1, and that was Pokemon. Earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and Nick Clegg and a Pikachu. Yeah. Amazing, amazing how much it's changed. More innocent times. The dark times. So either way, you may be listening based, based, based on our view on politics. Either way, you may be listening to this episode in preparation for civil war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're primed and ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's only next year. Isn't and if it? anyone listens to this and they're like <gasps> terrorism's, we're like, no, no, no. We're talking about the Captain America movie. But yeah, we're so ready for civil war. Yeah, yep. civil war really year. appeals right now. Yeah, civil war is next year. Is it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because they've cleverly decided to put their versus movie 
<laughs> right on like the same week as the fucking Batman versus Superman. Oh man, I'm not going to see Batman versus Superman because all of my available awake time is going to be spent watching Civil War. Okay. Again, <laughs> and again, on and own. again. I'm on my own. <laughs> By the sounds of it. But I will go. I might see it if I accidentally walk into the wrong screen when I'm meant to go see Civil War for the 47th time. Yeah. Like, yeah next year we've got Deadpool... Uh, Batman versus Superman, which will not be competing with Civil War, because oh. they're separated by three months. Oh, oh are they? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Batman versus Superman is in March, and Civil War is in May, in so March. that won't be a problem. Yeah. Uh, however, oh, X-Men wait, Apocalypse wait, wait, is also in May. Exactly one year away from Civil War. Uh, almost exactly. It will have been out... In fact, this time next year will probably be our episode about it because it will have come out the week before. Excellent. So I will have already seen it like 47 times. Why? Yeah, you will. Superman releasing on March. They are actually trying to commit suicide. I don't understand. Well, March, March is a terrible month to release movies. March. Uh, January is basically fuck you, January. Okay. Of film. Which okay. is... Uh, Deadpool's coming out in February, so it's pretty close to fuck you. Yeah. And then... It's like the early... You so can't. January, February, the first quarter of, of, of a year. April yeah, is the earliest you can go if you really want your movie to hit it hard. Okay. And you want to go of- for the summer blockbusters. Yeah. So starting from about May, which is why Civil War right there, May 6th. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ultron was, re- it was late April for us, Exactly, anyway. which is perfect. Yeah. That's the, uh, yeah, what? well... It was, it was the first of May for America. Exactly. Yeah. They were waiting for May, but they weren't waiting any longer than they had to. <laughs> yeah. The um, weekend of May. Suicide Squad is the one... Oddly, DC are trying to put Suicide Squad right there in the summer release window because they've got it in August. Oh, God. And then they're also... Uh, both um, Marvel and Sony, with a Marvel property, are going for the, the holiday movie lineup as well with Doctor Strange and Sinister Six both coming out in November. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Doctor Strange is a holiday movie. Yeah. Uh, we live in a weird world. We do. With Benedict Santapatch. <laughs> and Martin Freeman. No, Martin Freeman's in Civil War. Mind you, yeah, okay, Zoe's pointing out these are the, the dates as released October 28th, 2014. I don't know if anything's moved since then. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's ah, possible. Okay. It's possible that um, Batman versus has been pushed back or brought forward or do we, do we know who martin freeman is playing in civil he's War? not a superhero i know that much yeah i i know that i'm just rolling my eyes that he's going to be in doctor strange at all oh because i'm like oh come batch and freeman yay he's not gonna be in doctor strange he's gonna be in civil war I, I heard he was going to be in doctor strange yeah i heard it was in Doctor Strange because they've never put one character from one marvel film into another I can't wait, because then we'll have Sherlock and Watson in it, and you guys will just have to watch it and love it. <laughs> I, I'm honestly probably not going to watch Doctor Strange. What, because of Benedict Cumberbatch? No! Not yes, just because of Benedict is. Not just because of Benedict I Cumberbatch. I don't believe you. Because I genu- genuinely don't find Doctor Strange all that interesting. But Right, the thing is, I do... In I Marvel? like Doctor no, Strange. Not, not in Marvel, no. Hmm. I like Doctor Strange, but I dislike Benedict Cumberbatch that much that I'm not looking forward to that movie at all. I find that really unfair. <laughs> I I don't. I'm I'm not. I'm not 
saying that you shouldn't go and see it. I'm just saying no, I'm no, not looking I know, forward I know, I know to it. I know you're not. I know you're not. It's fine. And, but there's, We're there's all like, entitled to go and see what we want. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the the beauty I may still go and see it, but at the moment I'm just... I, I, I'll I, probably I, see it. I'm just not looking forward to it because Benedict Cumberbatch is an actor who has had no significant on-screen performances that I've enjoyed. Fair enough. I, I think when I look at the landscape of future superhero movies... Doctor Strange is not one that leaps out as me as saying, this is a, a go-see, this is a must-go-and-see. Okay, if you had to see one or the other, which would you choose? <laughs> Doctor Strange or Batman versus Superman? Um, honestly, I will say I would rather go, I would rather go and see Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yep, me too. Uh, I finally have got you to say you're going to see it. <laughs> With but, but I will go and see Batman versus Superman because... My God, it will be three months away from Civil War and I will be fucking tweaking on the sofa going, I need superheroes. I need superheroes. <laughs> I'll go and see it because there were... that. I'm, I'm a DC fan, always have been. I'll go and see it anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'll just probably go and see it, be angry, and then rant about it a lot. And even if it, even if it sucks, I want to watch... I want to see Batman punch Superman in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which would you see if you had to see one of them? Uh, Doctor Strange or Ant-Man? Ant-Man. Ant Man. <laughs> wow, for me that one's Doctor Strange. Really? I, I'm really not looking forward no, actually, to Ant Man you know either. What? I've changed my mind. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, fair enough. I, no, I, I like the bit waiting to be proven wrong, but neither of those films interest me in the slightest. I was going to say Ant Man is another one that doesn't instantly leap out at me. Like it, it's not a Black Panther. It's not a Civil War. It's not. Oh, yeah. Black Panther is going to be amazing. <sighs> I can already tell. Yeah. Like, I just know that that's going to be amazing. It's like, all, that's it's all, be amazing. That's literally all they need is there are certain films where they don't need to mention any actors, they don't need to mention any plots, they don't no. need to mention any particular arcs of storylines they're doing. They just say, Black Panther, and I'm like, there's my money. There it is. You, you, have, you have me. Yep. I've told you, we don't have any choice anymore, mate. Yeah. We have to go and watch them. <laughs> Guardians 2. I, I've already paid for that in my heart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Four. I have already paid in my heart. Yeah. 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 Infinity War, Black Panther, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Inhumans, I'm looking forward to as well. Me too. Considering the um, won't go into it, but considering the uh, the whole thing with the Agents of Shield thing that's going down at the moment, which is really interesting to me because my God, if they're doing this as a build up to the movie, yeah, Inhumans isn't out until 2019. You're no. talking about a four year story arc on yeah. the Agents of Shield show. It's happening. That's some totally serious happy. investment. Yeah. In- plus, plus Civil War. So I'm just, I just need to remind people that Civil War's coming out. Yep, Civil War is coming out. I'm uh, wondering if the fact that they're building up the Inhumans now in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is based on the fact they're worried no one knows who they are. I think that's, that's entirely possible, and that is why that's they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? That is potential, yes. I mean, there are there is a generation, or, or rather, like a subset of fans who, and this is, the, I'm, I realise that when you start opening up this candy, it makes you sound like one of those guys. You know, there is a subset of fans who know of Marvel simply through the, the cinematic works and the televised works yeah. and whatnot. Um, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, of course there is. No, like, God, no. that's what these films are yeah. for. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, to be give it yeah. to the. I'm not, who don't I'm know. not trying to be overly defensive there. But I, I have seen people that open with that and make it sound all high and mighty. How one the comics are like faster and like so. But so it's true on. even within comics readers. I, I read some Marvel comics. I don't read them all by any yeah. means. 
Yeah. Uh, but I consider myself well read enough that I know what's going on around the stories I read mostly. Yeah. But I knew nothing about the Inhumans at all until I started reading uh, Miss Marvel. Mm. And that's that's my only exposure to the Inhumans. So as someone who reads the occasional Marvel book, keeps up to date more or less with what's going on in the universe until it was sometime last year Ms. Marvel started coming out, I think. I was like, Inhumans, who are they? Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking if non-comics readers are coming to this, or indeed people who are fans of the cinematic universe, which easily holds up on its own, Absolutely. And in some cases, better than certain comics. I honestly much prefer cinematic Captain America to comic Captain America. Oh, yeah, me too. Hugely. Yeah. But I think the Inhumans might need a bit of a run-up. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Give it all all the... the, 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 um, What's it called? All the... Help. Oh, that's actually the word I was looking for. Uh, give, all help, <laughs> give all the help you can um, and hope for the best. Like, yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah. It's, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing well. Well done, Marvel. Yeah, you just, you know. I'm kind of terrified yeah. by the juggernaut they're creating. But it's, it's pretty good. What, as in the juggernaut the character or the juggernaut the concept? The, the juggernaut that is the Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe okay. as... as uh, industrial entity yeah, that is turning a- out more than one movie a year and taking yeah. all of my money. Yeah, because now you're just making me imagine, like, if I were going to personify this, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's now Vinnie Jones. I hope, you're, I hope you're happy about that. Yep, yep. Ant-Man's going to get released. You're going to go and see it anyway because it's the juggernaut, bitch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm going to smack you with your own pimp. You don't have any cinema, We are all going to watch Ant-Man. Yeah. I'm going to smack you with your own cinema tickets. Yeah. Going to see Ant Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the time the next episode airs, we'll have seen Mad Max. This, so I'll have completely forgotten about. Fuck yeah, movies. Mad Max! Oh shit, we're going to two cinema, three cinema episodes in a row. Oh well. Yeah. Man, it would certainly suck if we hated movies. That's true. <laughs> Our lives would be empty. I know, right? And pointless. And without Avengers, and without Mad Max, and without Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? You know, maybe you know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the optimist here because I never am. Uh, maybe Ant Man's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I reckon it'll be alright. Right, I'm trying to be the optimist. Like it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, so I'm in the middle ground, and then Simon doesn't like it. And uh, Irish, I I didn't say I don't like it. I said it doesn't excite me in any way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm far to one side. Simon's far to the other side. You're in the middle. Uh, I guess. I'm in the middle, damn it. You're, no, you're not. <laughs> no, for the purpose of this argument, you're on the one side, I'm on the other. Rob's in the middle, and that means that, Irish, you could either uh, not talk about Ant-Man and only talk about renewable energy sources or only talk about immigrants. Uh, uh, Take the first one, Irish. <laughs> first one. This isn't, a, yeah, this isn't even a fucking... Like, this isn't even a fucking question here. Holy fuck. Shall we stop? Yes, let's. Oh, please. <laughs> no, never. Because otherwise we're going to get into politics. Holy like the point of the people fuck. Clacton. I really I want to get off the phone. Mr. Bones wild ride. <laughs> the ride never stops. <laughs> stop the podcast. I want to get off. Plus, Jack, you do realise that's where my family lives, right? Yep. 
Simon, you are aware that you have the power to stop this. You could just say, so. And I would also like to point out that, like, oh, like for fuck's sake. <laughs> thanks, thanks to the existence of Clacton, we now can actually point at a map of the United Kingdom and go, look, there it is. There it, that is the most racist part of the United Kingdom, right there. I hope, what you call it, uh, uh, goes to war with them on Tweed Place. Berwick upon Tweed. Berwick upon Tweed. It's, a bit, of a, long, it's a bit of a long walk between Berwick upon we'll Tweed. We'll give them diplomatic communities so they can march their forces through our lands. That never works because then they just turn against you. Yeah, and start Gandhi. raiding. God, yeah. Goddamn Gandhi of Berwick upon Tweed. Mm. What the fuck are we talking <laughs> about? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Please stop the podcast. <laughs> stop the madness. Stop the podcast. <laughs> I would if you'd shut up for a moment. Sorry, you... right, we're going shut... <laughs> okay, to shut up now so you can stop the podcast. Sorry. I can hang up on you, you know. You have been listening to World 1 Stage 1 for far too long. Sorry. I have been Simon. I've been Jack. I've been tired. And I've been Irish. Uh, we have been going for over three hours. Goodbye. Three hours of 40 fucking minutes. Right, but some of that will be cut out. Some of it will be cut out, to be fair, so ignore that bit. Shut up. Okay.